the microphone is in play. Ah, I'm broadcasting. Oh, yes. I'm broadcasting, everybody. Hello, everybody. Yes, a childhood dream come true to be behind the mic. They said for you to think you could be on the radio. For you to think you could broadcast to people. You're not in show business. You do not do summer stock. Well, here I am. What do you think of that? Fishman Tuthis. That's all. Got the Rob Zombie music on. I've got the whole thing in play right now. Keep talking, Robin. <laughs> you need proper modulation. You're, you're adjusting the green type of tube? <laughs> A green type of tube. Testing. Hey testing. One, two. Okay. Now, we are now Who's testing this out. Now? Proper. <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Hi, OJ. <laughs> Dad, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Please, go ahead. Uh, you're, you want to broadcast. My father wants to broadcast. Testing. Okay. Testing. One, two. Now, we are now <laughs> testing this out for proper modulation. As you will know, when you record, the proper modulation that is required is for the electric eye, which is a green type of tube, will open and close as we record. Now I will play this back to hear the quality whether, and whether this is operating. Thank you. Thank you. He ended up being a crazy old man, my father. Boy. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> I mean, you know, he, he had a couple of strokes and stuff. I don't know whether he's got strokes or dementia or whatever the fuck he's got, but he's he's wild now. He's wild. Oh, right. like, yeah. Well, like, <laughs> my mother was in the hospital. We got her out of the hospital yesterday. And my, my gorgeous, wonderful daughter, Ashley, who is a... Uh, it's a godsend. She uh, set my mom up at home and she says, yeah, grandpa just kind of screaming. Fuck, what, who the fuck are these? What, 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 everyone's in my fucking house. Everyone get the fuck out of here. You know, and like, <laughs> oh, really? Oh, yeah. my. So but of course, she's not thrown by it because she she's a nurse and a nurse practitioner. And she, uh, you know, she deals with this population. She's lots, seen she this kind of thing before. She calmed him down. She calmed my mother down. Wow. Oh, that, that kid, what a saint that kid is. I said to her, you're my star. I was in tears because she helps me. I mean, um, I tell you, you know, there was an article in the paper, Wall Street Journal. And I read it and I went, holy shit, here's our future. Uh, you know, here's the headline. People over 80 are still taking care of their parents. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. People are living so long. You have 80-year-olds now starting to take care of their parents. They're 80. And it's crazy. And I'm going to tell you something, man. You know, people are worrying about their old age and saving up money for their old age. Don't save up for your own old age. Save up for your parents' old age. Wait till you fucking They're see They're living gonna... beyond their means. Yes. Yeah. You better, you better have a couple of billion in the bank. <laughs> I mean, unbelievable. Wow. Yeah. It's fucking crazy and depressing and sad. And oh my God. 
And, you know, it's just, I mean, you should see the list of medications my mom's got. She's got like 80, literally. So oh, Ashley walked in. Ashley went in and, and uh, you know this from being a nurse. She organized the pill boxes and what they to take this and that. The other thing, I mean. Yeah, because you mean, can completely lose track. Did I take something? Oh, did I not take it? Should I take it again because I missed it? Um, today, almost 20% of unpaid caregivers, people taking care of elderly family members are over the age of 65 themselves. Yes. You fall into that category. I think those two are going to outlive me. I really do because I'm ready to jump. I'm ready Who's to, Who's taking you know, care of them then? Uh, well, yeah. Well, my mom said that the other day. I, my mother was going to send somebody a Christmas gift. She said, I asked your father for a money to send and he said no because he said what if something happens to howard i'm gonna need money oh my god <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's thought like howard. about that wow yeah. daddy seems to know <laughs> daddy got out who are these people he doesn't know <laughs> right no no he didn't he doesn't recognize anybody but he knows what he's got oh my god my poor well, mom. Well, see, you know, this just... is why you have to sit down and really have a complete conversation with yourself of how you want to live and when life becomes not worth it. Yeah, I I had that conversation three minutes ago, and it turns out I'm ready to go. <laughs> You're ready to go now? It's yeah. not worth it? Oh, my know. God. I mean, I'm, I, the life is sucked out of me. I had some weekend. Every minute I'm on the phone with doctors or caretakers or blah, 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 and medications and trying to figure out stuff. And I'm like, holy fuck, fuck. Where's my caretaker? And Beth is watching all this go down like a horror movie. She goes like, I don't know what to do. I get there's nothing for you to do. Yeah. I'm, this is my burden. You know, and then my daughter, who's such an angel, she was over there till about 930 last night. She has to work today. She works in a wow. hospital. And, you know, she so but she she said, I can't leave grandma. I got to, You know, and it's crazy. And. It's, you know, it's a lot on my sister. It's a lot. Of, it's a, it's just everybody just has to, to. Yeah. Get involved and, and try to help. Yeah. Everyone's trying the, to figure it out. Wait. Yeah. 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 Oh, my God. So. Wasn't really a relaxing President's Day weekend. No, you had a long, no. hard weekend. What was it Joey Ramone said to us one day on the phone? Welcome to my nightmare. <laughs> Maybe he was talking about this. We don't know. Welcome to my nightmare. And then my mom was like, I want to die. I want to die. And I go, um, you know, which I used to hear in high school all the time. My mom was always going upstairs to kill herself. And, um, I go, Mom, you want to die? That's right. So I said, well, if you want to die, maybe I can find a doctor. And, you know, if, if you're serious about it, I was doing this to shock her out of her depression. Right. I go, all right, let me go see if I can find a doctor who, what are you talking about? I go, uh, you know, you, you want to die, so let me see if they can help you with that. Oh, no, I don't want that. That's a sin against God. So I said, oh, okay, you don't want that. That's a good sign. So you want to live. No, I didn't say I want to live. I want God to take me. <laughs> so I well, said, then well, be, be comfortable until he does. 
Well, that's a good point because I said to her, Mom, here's the problem with God. He's not listening to you. He evidently is busy with the Russian troop buildup outside of Ukraine because uh, <laughs> the doctors all say you're she's physically fine. You know, they can't yeah. find anything wrong with her. So I said, God isn't taking you. You don't want to take yourself out of the picture because it's a sin against God. So we got to figure this thing out. All of a sudden, I, she's religious. You guys never went to temple. Oh, no. My, no my mother's very spiritual, God-conscious. You know, she loves the Maharishi Mahesh Yogi because right. he's been so great in her life. And she even said to me, the Maharishi says, if you take your own life in this life, you have, you're destined to come back and repeat the same kind of life. You have to do it all over again because she believes in reincarnation and all uh -huh. this other stuff. And I said, wait a second. If I kill myself, I get to come back again? Hmm. Really? So uh, she's always been spiritual. And yet, she you know, she's but very I much into God. I thought you could come back again anyway if you do it wrong. I don't know. My mother's got it through. She's going somewhere, but she doesn't want to come back here. <laughs> and you can ask her. I'll give you our number. She's looking for people to talk to. Uh, believe me, she'd love to hear from you. But, um, well, evidently, on the phone, my mother can't hear anyone but me. Oh. I'm blessed with that. Because I'll go, Mom. She goes, I don't know. The only person I can hear is you. Because even with her hearing aids in, she only hears me. Wow. And I'm like, well, why, how did I get to be the chosen one? So, uh, anyway, she's doing all right. She's, uh, she's, she's, back, she's at home. back at home and see how it all goes. Cause I'm running out of options unless she lives with you. Oh, I go, that mom. Wouldn't work. <laughs> I go, mom, why don't you? Yeah, I know. Well, I said you could move. I, my mom could move in with me. I told her she, she goes, I don't want to yeah. live with you. <laughs> I go, okay. Well, there's another option out the window. Well, that was kind of awful, wasn't it? To hear, I don't want to live. What's wrong with you? Yeah. I don't know. I thought she, she was way into me, but evidently not. <laughs> oh, my God. No one wants to live with me. Trust me. <laughs> it's not fun. Yeah, but anyway, she's doing all right, I guess. If you want to call it all right. No, I, I wish, shouldn't say she's know, doing all right. If there was a way to get inside her and feel what she feels and, and see what's going on. Yeah. I used but you in the conversation. Exist. You did? I said, you know, yeah, I go, Robin has cancer and she went through chemotherapy and radiation. Yeah. I go, and you never hear this one. You should see her attitude. I said to her the other day, Robin, how is it you never complain? And you said to me, this is Robin talking. She goes, this ain't me talking. Believe me, you never hear this out of my mouth. She goes, um, because complaining isn't going to do me any good. What good is it going to do me? You know, Robin will list all the shit going on with her. And I'll, and I'll go, well, how are you not complaining? What am I going to do? Complain? It doesn't do me any good. And I'm like, and believe me, she got plenty of pain. <laughs> My mother didn't want to hear about you. She goes, yeah, well, that's good. Yeah. Uh, She's going to keep complaining. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> She's right. going to try yeah. it for a second. <laughs> she doesn't care what you would do. <laughs> but uh, I came to a conclusion. Medicine is getting too good. We need to dial it back. Well, because that's one of the things that when I was in nursing school, people used to talk about that, that, you know, we can extend life longer and longer and longer. But we don't necessarily have control of the quality of life. 
Right. That's the problem. Nobody wants their parents to die, of course, except for you, Robin. Um, well, I mean, yeah. I was out of there. They could have lived as long as they wanted. <laughs> but they took a quick exit. They left you they know, did. when I was in my 50s. <laughs> yeah, all right. that That's, uh, I get it. <laughs> Is that the sweet spot for people to leave and, and not be around anymore? Well, actually, my father probably left in my 50s. And my mother did, you know, she, she survived and lived uh, into my 60s, but not... Right. Um, like maybe mid sixties. Imagine I'm eighty and I'm still taking care of my parents. My oh, parents are like that is not going to be a pretty sight. I don't want to see that. I found the three of you will be complaining. Oh my god! I found grit in you. Depends. I go, mom. <laughs> it's my adult diaper. You wear adult diapers. I'm sure there's grit in yours. I mean, what's with you with all the grit in your adult diaper? And. <laughs> Ban Howard made in his adult diaper. Uh, maybe they, maybe she'll go back to being that person who would go, eh, 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 whenever, you know, she says <laughs> My parents will be in their diaper. I'll be in my diaper. And Beth can change us all like the human centipede. We'll have shit flying all over the place. Yes, it's time to change all of them. I got to do my rounds. My God, I was going over all the medications with my daughter. My mother's on, and so fucking. My, and then on top of it all, they gave her Metamucil three times a day, and I'm a, I'm on Metamucil one time a day, and I and I and I make a big duty. Then imagine, man, I'm thinking of upping my Metamucil. So it comes out. <laughs> what? You don't need that. No, oh sometimes God. some of that medication is constipating. It, it you know, yeah, and you know, right. uh, fluid intake has something to do with it. It's a nightmare. Just, you know, like you're like a chemistry project. I know. Like I'm the biggest advocate of Metamucil. Dr. Regis told me to go on Metamucil and I did. And it's fabulous. I mean, I love it. I don't know if you're on it, but I love it. You know, you're a lady. You don't like to talk about that. But <laughs> I, uh, I mean, I have wonderful movements now. I mean, mind blowing. I almost want to photograph them and show them to you. They're so fluffy They're not and that nice. Pretty, Howard. Let me. Oh, they let are. Me I'm telling you. you. I look at. I stare at them sometimes, and I'm like, "Holy mackerel! Look at my movements. They float. They I do everything it right." My and I was like, I told my friend. I have a friend. He was, uh, you know, sort of backed up, constipated, blah blah. I said. Talk to your doctor about Metamucil. It's just the greatest thing. And I said, and they they come in cookie form. Get the apple crisp. Cinnamon's good, but apple crisp is so good. It's like having pie. Like I dessert put it in. for you. Oh, my God. It is the best tasting thing I ever had. So he goes, <laughs> well, I don't know. So he gets, calls me up. He goes, you fucked me up bad. I go, what do you mean I fucked you up bad? He goes, I've got Metamucil, those cookies. And um, he says, they're so good. I ate a whole box. <laughs> And he oh said my. that the, he was walking and shit started flying out of his ass. Like, like it wasn't even, he, he tried to get to the bathroom. I go, you don't eat a whole box, genius. You don't eat the whole box. He goes, it was so good. I thought they were good for me. I go, they're good for you in moderation. Can't eat a whole box of medicine. I mean, this guy's colon almost dropped out. Have you checked back in with him? Is he still with us? Yeah, yeah but he's, now he's not eating any Metamucil. And I'm like, dude, one cookie uh, or two cookies a day. That'll do it. A whole box. I can't it's even so imagine good. what, what uh, he spent the rest of his day doing. Yeah, he, he was so like, oh, my God. 
And these these cookies are so good. Uh, well, anyway, my my message to you this morning is save your money, not for your retirement, for your parents. And don't give it to your kids. They're going to have to no. figure out something else because you're going to have your parents to look after. Yeah. I got to give call the kids today and let them know there's nothing left for them. <laughs> <laughs> the grandparents, grandparents are taking everything. Yeah. If you want something, it's... Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> it's all going right out the window. Uh, oh, there's so many people on the planet. It's ridiculous. Hey, Patricio. Patricio hey. from New York is on the phone. Let's take a phone call, and then I'll tell you about J.D.'s final days in Hollywood, whether there was a marriage proposal from John Blit to J.D. I'll tell you the whole Ooh. story. Okay. I'll tell you what's going on with the hat. By my calculations, it should be at Benji's, but you never know with him. Patricio. Well, I have the things that we should try try out to test what Richard should have on his head when he wears the hat. Okay, So I have Fair a form enough. here. I have a form. <laughs> we can, we can, I have the appliances that we should put, where is that? We should put them on and we'll see what Richard would look like. If he wears these things and what we decide is the best thing for him to wear. Kind of takes all the fun out of it. I want it to come all over Richard's, you know, head. But Oh, I know, I know. The doctor sort of ruined it and said he has to have something on his head. But I've tried to find the thinnest things possible. Thank you. Patricio, you're on the air. Yes. Hi. Yo, 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 what up? I'm doing great. Um, I'm just got into radio. I'm I'm a producer. I'm a Baba Booey. And but once a week, I get to host my my news show that I have on public radio, and I only have ten minutes with guests, and I don't know how I can really in those short time how can I sort of do a better interview, you know, sort of get into the meat of it, and and you know obviously I don't have a long form interview like you do, but in those ten minutes I want to make you know an impact, and sometimes I take your interviews, and I notice like ten minutes into your interview. You're really already into the, the meat and potatoes of, of of a person, and just like any advice. Well, first of all, you I gotta you gotta you gotta learn to word economize. You, you're taking up the, the you, 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 you ask the question and then you ask it again three different ways. That's the problem. <laughs> this is That's a technique problem. I see people using too, Howard. They just won't stop talking. Patricio, let me say yeah. this. Patricio, for those of you who fell asleep, says he got a job in radio. They're letting him do a 10-minute interview. And he wants to know what's the most effective way to conduct a 10-minute interview. And the answer is there really isn't an effective way. I, th- You know, some of the guys I think are good at it. When, uh, when Matt Lauer was on the Today Show, I thought he was terrific with a 10-minute interview. He used to get a lot out of people in 10 minutes. I thought that, um, you know, I watched Jimmy Kimmel. He sometimes has a guest for 10 minutes and he does a beautiful job. Colbert, too. And, um, and, 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 you know, uh, Fallon does an interesting thing. If he's got 10 minutes with somebody, he goes like, he doesn't try to uh, do something deep. Not, neither does Jimmy, uh, Kimmel or they try to just get a moment, a question or two off. But the, the biggest mistake I see people make with a 10 minute interview is, they fucking preamble too much. Get right to the question. What's the question? What's the one thing you want to know? And then what's the follow-up? 
So that's the only advice I have for you. In other words, let's say I was sitting down with Robin for 10 minutes. I'd get right to a question. I wouldn't bullshit around. Now, I'm going to practice with you because I'm a very generous man, and I want to see future broadcasters do this. Patricio, you're on. You have two minutes with me. What's your question? My question to you is, how do you deal with your parents' life and still be sane on the radio or seemingly sane on the radio? That's what you're going to ask me? That's the that's person that came up to my mind. In other words, you have me and you want to know how I deal with my parents' life and still say sane on the radio. All right, fair enough. Here's the answer, Patricio. The answer is this. That's a Bobo level question, if you ask me. But yeah, okay. <laughs> All right. It's fair enough. It's like, Patricio, were we just talking about that? Yes. <laughs> the answer is I don't deal with it. Things are suffering in my life. I'm so busy 24 hours a day on the, on the phones with doctors. I don't have time for my radio show. Today I was late coming downstairs because I was dealing with my parents' situation. And I like to get down early. I'm not dealing with it. I'm not dealing well with it. I need time to create. I need time to sit by myself. And I need time to think. And I'm trying to think, but nothing's happening. <laughs> I'm trying to think, but nothing happens. Now, this is Patricio, where you jump in and then ask a follow-up question. Yeah, my mind was blank. Uh, yeah, there's the problem. Question. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you prepare uh, better for the interviews you're doing. I do, I do, I do. He went blank. Patricio, we're only two minutes into the interview, and you went blank already. (laughs) We got a problem. Well, that's another thing. I'm always thinking about what I'm going to ask next, and and next, and that guy should really. No, 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 no. Here's what you've got to do. You got to divide your mind. You got to think about your next question, but you got to be paying attention to what I'm saying so that you can have an interesting follow up. And if there isn't an interesting follow-up, let's move on to your next question. My next question to you. Well, who else are you talking to? Who else are you interviewing? I mean, what is with this guy? (laughs) Tricia, who gave you this job? (laughs) Where's this radio station? It's in the Catskills. In the Catskills, I see. And you're all they have, huh? Okay. Well, all right. Well, listen, that's a good place to start out. And, uh, you know, listen, I, 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 here's, here's the good news, Patricio. Here's the good yeah. news. The only place you have to go is up. In other words, this interview is going so horribly, I believe your next one will be way better. <laughs> because we're, we're only like, I think my answer is about a minute and you ran out. Of, you have nine more minutes to fill. Yeah. Patricio, the best advice I can give you is just have a conversation. Right. You could have said to me, you know, it's interesting to me you went into radio. Have you ever figured out why? That might have been a good entry level question, right? You know? Yeah. I'm going to interview you. I'll interview you. Now he's going to ask you the question. (laughs) Don't don't bother, Patricio. Patricio, how is it living in the Catskills? It is uh, difficult. It's cold. Uh, but I love the weather when it's spring and summer. And I love that there's less people up here than there is in the city when I used to live. 
Well, I'm glad to hear that because I think you'll be staying there a very long time. <laughs> See, that's an interview. <laughs> well, Patricio, the good news is restaurants are hurting for employees. And uh, I just oh, read an article. So you always oh have my. something to fall back on. Now, you're okay, Patricio. You know what? Don't be so uptight about it. Just have a conversation and it'll go fine. Right. See how it goes. And uh, try to be succinct and do a little prep. You know what I mean? So you always have a question right. in your back pocket. That's it. That's my advice. That's awesome. And believe me, you're already 10 steps ahead of me when I started on radio. The fact that you could even have a conversation with me, even on this forum, shows me you have a, a bit of relaxation to your personality, which is good. All right? Now go right. and knock them dead, Patricio. As my mother said to me, someone's got a broadcast. Why not you? Thank you. There you go. There you go. That's Patricio. Wow. All right. There you go. Patricio. Uh, I can't believe saying, people are still going into radio. And what a good radio name Patricio is. Easy <laughs> to pronounce. A name everyone He should not have to. a second name. Patricio should be it. Well, his name is Puh, and then Tricio <laughs> is his last name. <laughs> Puh, Tricio. Puh with you. Puh. Hi, I have Puh here. <laughs> well, uh, I'll tell you, you know, he asked a good question, and we, we tested it out, and the first minute of the interview was good, and then um, it, it fell off from there. He, <laughs> he is the master of the one-minute interview. Which is you know not what, easy. You know, I was thinking, like, comedians, they try to have five minutes, you know, when they're starting out, they try to get their first good five minutes. Right. Pre Patricio has his first good question. He has <laughs> a good one. Get five more. <laughs> and he could take that question and kind of uh, use it on everyone. You know what Absolutely. I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Ask about their parents. <laughs> so, and how they take care of them. But anyway, uh, there you go. Another future broadcaster, Patricio. Look for him on the horizon. And as I say, there are plenty of people who do 10-minute interviews. I, like I said, um, Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Fallon, Stephen Colbert. Um, you can watch those guys. Uh, certainly, uh, you can watch uh, any news program where they interview people. They do it in 10-minute increments, five minutes, this kind of thing. So you got plenty of uh, people you can study, I guess. You know who's good? On MSNBC, Morning Joe. That guy's good. And uh, Mika, I was watching that this morning. Mika was asking questions about this Russian situation. Very good. Boom, boom, boom. You know, I mean, there are well, people you prepared. watch. Again, she prepared. Yes. The other one in the afternoon is good, too, with people. Uh, Who's that? You know her name. I'm testing you, Robin. I know her name, but I'm, <laughs> I can't think of it. You know, the one I watch in the afternoon. At four. I know Willie, the one. Sister Gosh. But I can't think of her name. It's a her, right? Just, she's good. Yeah. She's good. That one. I'm trying to think, but nothing happens. <laughs> Nicole Wallace, the guy's... Uh, there you go. Give me a note. Yeah. Nicole Wallace. Yes, good questions. All right. So that's that. And um, I'm going to say something now. I want to say this. John Favreau is a genius. Now, I agree. His problem... Thank you. His problem is he doesn't look like a genius. He looks like a schlub. <laughs> I remember seeing John Favreau in uh, Iron Man where he plays the sidekick to right. uh, Iron Man. And, uh, you know, you see him and you don't think he's a genius. Is it Favreau or Favreau? 
It's fa- the actual pronunciation is Favavro. But uh, <laughs> the problem with John Favreau is he looks like Benji, but he's a genius like Einstein. This fucking guy, I got handed to him. I'm watching um, Bobo Fett. I told Boba. you I was watching that last week while you were watching what Reacher. I've been uh, into Boba Fett. Boba Fett. And, you know, I was watching it and enjoying it very much. It's part of the Star Wars thing on the Disney Plus channel, the streaming service. And I also watched Mandalorian. And I'm watching Boba Fett. And I go, you know, this is really good. I like this. And I'm not a big Star Wars guy. I thought, you know, give me Star Trek. Give me, uh, you know, give me uh, I, I, Star Wars to me. The first one was good. And then I kind of lost interest. So I, but they basically, I'm watching Boba Fett. And at the end, it goes, written, you know, conceived by John Favreau. It's all over I, it. His name is all over it. And I was like, yeah. wow. Yeah. Uh, and I said, my God, this guy has got a mind on him. He writes these things. I don't see any other writer. It's him, John Favreau. Yeah. He must sit well, the at whole, home. I read, I watched the making of or the backstory to all this. And Boba Fett had about four lines in one of the movies. And, and was killed almost a... immediately. Wow. And But he caught on with the audience. People were interested in his uniform, you know, the costume he wore. And so everybody wanted to know who this character was. And, and it's, you know, he's one of the guys who shows up at the, you know, somebody dresses up like him and goes to all the conventions and people want Boba Fett's uh you know autograph and he goes to parades and all this other stuff and so they were like we gotta you know we gotta flesh out Boba Fett because he already has an audience John Favreau yeah, well, did it he he's terrific so I am celebrating John Favreau he is really uh, what's his story I'd like to see him marry you what is he married is he heterosexual what's his he deal is married yeah he's married children this or the whole because Probably he doesn't have children the whole thing yeah if he doesn't have children i say you could get him you know what i mean i don't think breaking up a uh, marriage with no don't children break is such up a, a family but right. you know, just get rid of a woman that's okay yeah, it's like exactly he's like it's like he's on a date you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> his he wife would be, be very happy to hear that she's just dating you'd be a great power couple with john favreau robin favreau <laughs> i like it oh john is married with, him Do it john is married him. with uh three kids so oh, too much and, Another one off. The, he's, uh, he's done. <laughs> no, you'd be, you'd be the villain in that breakup. That's right. Yes. I'd yeah. be this angry, evil stepmom. That's right. Oh, the kids would be, would have their way with you, but That's you know right. how to, you would tame them. <laughs> well, so much for you and John Favreau, but boy, I had to, I had to say this guy, what he's doing is pretty remarkable. I, I admire his accomplishment, his ability to do stories. And it's his his uh, the shows aren't too talky. There's a lot of action. I like it. And Very he good. jumps around like he's doing the Marvel thing, and he's now doing Star Wars. Fabulous. He's he's another JJ Walker genius type. Yeah, you know, it's awesome. Little JJ, always running around with a new story in his head. Oh, John Favreau's wife is a doctor. Hey, hey. yeah, forget it, Robin. You were only a nurse. What? I can't compete with a doctor? <laughs> you were a nurse. <laughs> I didn't know he was married to a, doc- a doctor, doctor, or one of those psychology doctors, you know, like a like a PhD or a MD. 
I was thinking, I, John should grow a beard. And why do I say this? I feel he would yeah, look more like a genius. He, people with a beard, he would look more like a genius. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, think about it. Nice big beard and, and maybe a, a big glasses. Ex- you know, do maybe, we have to go to maybe the glasses <laughs> and an eccentric mustache? You know, yeah, there you one go. One of those. <laughs> there you go. We, we'll fix him up, but he's something else. All right. So, uh, what do you want to hear next, Rob? And I have a couple of stories that people are following and they want to know. One, of course, is the big story: what happened in Hollywood when JD. At his last night big dinner with this mysterious person in L.A. Or when he got on the plane with Jonathan Blitt. Uh, did John propose to him? Did John actually go on a plane and <laughs> commandeer the microphone and propose to J.D.? I mean, oh, that's a big yeah. story. Yeah. But I have a wonderful uh, uh, phony phone call that I could play for you right now to just sort of brighten your day. It's uh, Greta Thunberg calling up a coffee shop to find out if they are really doing the right thing with the economy and 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 the environment and buying the right kinds of products and and really taking care of our planet. Hmm. Then I have um I'm giving you a full menu. All of right. course the fans have written in. I can share that with you. You love that. That's something fun. It's always good in to honor hear from the fans. In honor of President's Day um the President's Day, for me, was kind of not too great. But uh, I have this wonderful conversation. We teamed up former President Barack Obama's audiobook with Jimmy Carter's audiobook. Oh. And they talk to one another. It's a podcast <laughs> between the two audiobooks. So there you go. That's a fun. That sounds interesting. Oh, you bet. And also, um, I have a huge presentation about Bigfoot. I, it's almost on the, I would almost say it's a radio reality show. Hmm. There's Bigfoot news all over the place. And then I have a Bigfoot game in honor of President's Day where Bigfoot tries to name the president and you can play along, Robin. And, um, you know, and then, uh, well, it's, it's, it's a, a, plethora of bigfoot it's news bigfoot. it's a whole bigfoot morning yeah so i have all of that for you i um i could sit here and read live commercials and just make tons of money for the company uh, <laughs> you name it you name well, it. well i thought a great idea would be to start with the phony phone call don't you all right there it is robin quivers and by the way well Let's do that then. Okay. I don't want to get sidetracked. You've chosen. You've selected off the menu. So let's get right to it. Our Greta Thunberg or Thunberg, as you say, Robin, impersonator called a vegan coffee shop to yell about their business practices. And now for your listening pleasure, a poor vegan. You can imagine what it's like working in a vegan coffee shop. I mean, (laughs) how many cups of coffee do you have to sell? In order to pay for your parents' nurses. Well, how do Seriously. coffee shops run? Really? Yeah. Uh, here it is. Greta Thunberg calls a vegan coffee shop. Coffee? Hello. This is environmental activist Greta Thunberg. I'm doing an audit of so-called sustainable businesses, and I want to make sure your coffee shop is not contributing to the world burning. Are your coffee beans 100% single origin? Oh. 
the, uh, it depends on which one you grab, but if you see any origin on yes. the label itself, then yes, it is 100% single origin. Oh, thank goodness. This is a relief. <laughs> Good for you. And what about your coffee processing plants? Do they discharge waste into the rivers, causing pollution that kills fish and turtles? Uh, okay. You see, that I'm not entirely sure of. Normally, I speak with the roaster about the sustainability of farms and things like that. <laughs> You're not entirely sure if you're contributing to the extinction of countless freshwater species, weakening the entire ecosystem and creating an extinction domino effect that will end in the destruction of the planet. I, no. <laughs> I don't have an answer for everything. I'm sorry to tell you that. <laughs> Stay calm. Do you know if your non-dairy alternatives are produced near a factory farm? Uh, I don't see why I need to understand it. You don't understand! Plants and animals poisoned every hour with pig feces, every minute, every second, and you don't understand why that's important? You selfish fool! I... I don't think I could do anything about it from a coffee shop. Blah, blah, blah! (sighs) Do you have almond milk? (laughs) We recently switched to macadamia milk. Oh, because you think macadamia nut milk is better than almond milk? Yes. Because it requires considerably less water to produce than almond or dairy. And so now you can sleep well at night knowing you're doing your part to save the planet, right? Yes. Wrong! Are you insane? The tropical regions where macadamia nuts are commonly grown have been suffering severe water shortages and other climate-related crises. Any non-essential water use rapes the earth. Can't you understand that? I can understand that. You understand nothing. Are you a vegan? I'm not a vegan. What? Kill her. Uh, okay, got to calm down. Okay, miss. Um, if there's nothing I can entirely help you with, I'm gonna have to go. No! The blood of Mother Earth is on your hands! I, I, I don't know what to tell you. I find you guilty in the court of environmental sustainability. You are sentenced to a lifetime of climate-related suffering. Your children will be eaten by polar bears fleeing from the melting ice caps. I, I think we're okay here. They will curse your name for not doing anything to stop this hell on Earth! No! Don't you care! Not... I'll do what I can. I have to go. I'm sorry. No, no, wait. The beans are not sustainable. Your coffee is no good. Wait, no, I'll tell you. Hello. Hello. I'm very sorry for how I acted. I I understand. But I am even more sorry for the millions and millions of animal and plant species that will suffer and die because of your craven indifference. You flesh-eating, water-wasting monster. (laughs) (laughs) Greta Thunberg. Saving the planet, one phony phone call at a time. Oh my goodness! Wow, I didn't know those, that about macadamia those nuts. Those phony phone calls take a lot of research. I didn't know that about macadamia nuts either. Yeah, no, we try to educate with our humor. This you is know. beautiful. Mm. I bet you a lot of people be running around the office today, going, "You know, macadamia nuts use a lot of water to uh, produce, and they're killing the planet." <laughs> well, at least that's what I think she said. It was something like that, yes. Yeah. All right, now pick from the menu. What do you want next? Okay, so next, um, I think I want to hear about JD. Wow. 
Maybe I need a break before I start that story. It's quite a saga. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Fucking great. It's great. Oh, God, I can't wait. Yeah. Rosewood Bitters. Originally written by Michael Stanley. I didn't know that. I thought it was Joe's song. Robin, this is me in my role as Casey Kasem's Jr. Yeah. Yeah, Joe Walsh loved this song so much, and every time he'd run into Michael Stanley, he'd tell him he was going to cover it. And there's uh, another fact you don't know. I mean, I would assume you didn't know. Joe Walsh and Stevie Nicks were dating because Stevie was madly in love with Joe Walsh. Can you imagine that couple? I mean, with the musical talent. Anyway, they were dating, and he was recording this album. And she acted as like a, not a producer, but a quasi-producer, if you know what I mean. She's not formally credited, but she was involved. And Stevie Did they referred sing to, while they were making love? Did they, like, you know, what, what went on there? <laughs> I don't know, but Stevie has referred to Joe Walsh as the great love of her life. Wow. Not Lindsey Buckingham. Joe Walsh. Oh, I wish women would say that about me. <laughs> I think Beth would say that about you. I think she's on the verge of saying it. I think in a (laughs) few more years she'll feel that way. I wish Stevie Nicks would say that about me. Howard Stern was the great love of my life. (laughs) And Joe Walsh. Joe write a song for Stevie? I'm Casey Kasem's Jr., Robin. I'm not an Encyclopedia's (laughs) Britannica's Jr. Uh, Joe Walsh went to Kent State University, as you know, because we've interviewed him a million times. And uh, he was there during the shootings that happened in the Vietnam War. And he dropped out of college after the shootings at Kent State. And um, and then the James Gang was picking up momentum. And he says to this day the massacre deeply affected him. I think it Mm. just kind of made him move on in life. So there you go, a little Joe Walsh information for you this morning as I talk over one of Joe's great songs, Rosewood Bitters, as I completely obliterate the mood of Rosewood Bitters and talk over but it. That's you have my to new think if he's sleeping with Stevie Nicks, she's full of music, he's full of music. Does it mm. come out come out even while they're having sex? I don't know, but I, I can't imagine like fucking Stevie Nicks in her prime. I wish Joe would come in and give us an honest representation of what that was like what did stevie wear when he was fucking her what did um was was joe in the middle of um when he was having his alcohol problems does he even remember fucking stevie nicks is is it why did they break up uh i guess joe had a lot of options on the table because stevie sounds like she didn't want to break up Hmm. and who was the love of joe's life robin quivers (laughs) Hey, now. Yeah. That yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, now. Yes, Stephanie. Stephanie in Virginia. Yeah. Oh, my God. Hello. Good morning. Hey, what do you think the yeah. best rock and roll cover ever made is? Yeah. The best rock and roll cover. <laughs> in other words, a band doing somebody else's song. Yeah. Or like a solo Joe artist. Wrote that guy's. I'm going to say now. This is off the top of my head. I'm not. I'm not sitting here. Okay. I'm not. I'm not a uh, human jukebox. 
you understand. But I'm going to say right <laughs> off the top of my that. head, the one song that I heard, I said, oh, my God, it's better even than the original. And the original was phenomenal. Joe Cocker. Oh, I hadn't even thought of that one. What did you think of? I thought of All Along the Watchtower with Jimi Hendrix. Mm, great. But not as great okay. as what Joe Cocker managed to do with the Beatles. That was good. And now Fred's uh, going to hit okay. it. Here we go. Because if Love you play it. the original, it is. When I, when I first heard the original, I was like, wow, this is a great song. But this was like insane. It was a completely new version reinvented by Joe Cocker and made the song even bigger and better. It was nothing better than this. Coming at you, WNBC. Hi. I'm your afternoon man, Howard Stern, along with the gang. We got a little Joe Cocker for you, WNBC. BB. I am BB is next. And Johnny Dark will be giving away tissue boxes all afternoon long at WNBC. Don't forget to listen to Imus in the Morning. And after this song, Tiffany, I think we're alone now. <laughs> we're in the cover. Lots of cover. What you do if I sang out of tune? Come on, everybody. Would you stand up and walk out on me? Sing along, Stephanie. Go ahead. You're up. Lend me your ears and I'll, and I'll sing, sing out of tune. I will try not to sing out of tune. Come on. Here's here. Go. Go now, Stephanie. Oh, baby, how? Baby, Here's the tougher question. Yeah. What is the worst cover version ever made? <laughs> oh, you got a thing in mind for that? I hate to do this to him because I love the man so much. He's he's a friend and uh, he... Not only is he a friend, but he has given us so much joy over the years in his various roles. And he's also been a guest on this show numerous times. And he's always a delight. I've even gone out to dinner with him and his lovely wife. But the, you got to go with Shatner's Rocket Man, right? Come on. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, don't even oh think God. that counts as music. <laughs> oh, my God. William Shatner doing Rocket Man is... Uh... <laughs> Come on. Who's with me on that? Right? What would you say? You know, Who, me? Because, uh, yeah, I mean, John, am I right? Rocket Man, Shatner, yeah, that, Fred Brick. That, that one's tough to beat. <laughs> that is, that is but one. I, I don't consider Shatner a musician. I mean, well, it, it's, it's, it, but it's a song. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. ridiculous. I'm thinking of a real musician who put out a bad song. So, All right, go ahead. Who do you got? I, this is be... a new category never thought about. I thought about Joe Cocker, but I never thought about this. You got to start thinking. Well, I mean, this is what you paid the big bucks for. Excuse me for one minute. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. William Shatner. Hi, Bill, I don't mean, you know I love you. Come on, stop it already. You packed my bags last night. Pre-flight. Zero hour. Oh, wait, I already did that. What would you do if I sang out of tune? Go ahead. Would you stand up and walk out on me? Lend me your ears, and I'll 
sing you a song. Right. And I'll try, try not to sing out of key. <laughs> Bill. Oh, I get by with a little help from my friends. Mm. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's a pretty I good I get couple. high with a little help from my friends. You you never just wanted to stick with Star Trek, right? I mean, if you'd stop there, uh, you're always looking. Fred is holding up a lighter, Bill. He likes it. Howard, let me tell you a secret. Singing is the fountain of youth. I'm 90 years old. You know, you should you should have your parents try singing. Maybe that's the reason why they're not doing well. You do such a great version of Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. Could you give us a little taste for for all our friends waking up on a Tuesday, please? Sure. <clears throat> Picture yourself in a boat on a river. Right. With tangerine trees and marmalade skies. Now, you, is it so, the, I don't it, think you're doing it the way you did it. <laughs> He does it different every time. Why the different phrasing? The different phrasing is because I can't remember the original tune. (laughs) (laughs) And it sort of just happened. And people really respond to it. All right, Robin, you've had time to think. What is the worst? No, I was listening to Bill. I wasn't thinking. Okay, well, there you go. John, you must certainly. I will come back and have an answer for you tomorrow. John Hine, while we have Bill Shatner on the phone, I mean, on the line, and Stephanie, uh, what what is the greatest cover and what is the worst? Go ahead. I actually agree with the caller. I think Hendrix's cover of All Along the Watchtower is the best cover ever. I'm going to say something controversial. And I love Jimi Hendrix. And the album Jimi Hendrix Experience might have been my favorite album growing up of all time. But All Along the Watchtower, for me, is kind of tedious. Um, it, at times I go, one, all right, I'm ready. Somebody put in two minute edit in here and let's get it on. I mean, sometimes, you know, and, 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 and my problem with, uh, what is that? A Dylan tune? Yeah. Uh, you yeah. know, the Dylan, the Dylan songs go on and on and on. I mean, uh, uh, Bill, you don't cover any Dylan, do you? No, but I do cover, uh, Ricky Martin. Up go ahead. Side, inside, out. She's living la vida loca. <laughs> She'll push and pull you down. Living la vida loca. Now, th- that was beautiful. I like that. That I like, Bill. I do. Um, her lips are devil red. <laughs> and her now skin's he's go the on color because she's I Mocha. <laughs> Encouraging him. She will wear you out. Live in La Vida Loca. Come on. Live in La Vida Loca. Come <laughs> on. She's living La Vida Loca. You know, um, what about, okay, and I'm not saying this was the best. I still stick with Joe Cocker. Janis Joplin's Me and Bobby McGee. Chris Christopherson oh, wrote yeah. that, right? Isn't he the guy who wrote that? That's good. Yeah. That was a good one. But. Uh, Joe Cocker. Well, the thing about Joe Cocker and and his rendition of "Get By with a Little Help from My Friends," the Beatles had a hit, a huge hit with that. That's right. And then he huh, made right. it even bigger. 
That's the difference. Yeah, Bill. Yeah. Your Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds was not Did bigger. nothing for the Beatles. <laughs> Listen, I, I covered that Joe Cocker one, too. I didn't know Busted that. flat in Baton Rouge, <laughs> waiting for a train. <laughs> when eyes feeling near as faded as my jeans. The only Bobby song, thumbed a diesel down. The only hmm? song that competes. Now, I'm going to give you another one. And you're going to agree with me. Because, you know, I'm a bit of a rock aficionado. But Joe Cocker's cover of the Beatles was number one. But the closest song I could think of, again, off the top of my head. So don't hold me to it. You know, <laughs> with the top of my head, I have to say, this is controversial. Whitney Houston, I Will Always Love You, the Dolly Parton song. Oh, I mean, yeah. That, right? That's right that, up there. Yeah. That rivals That rivals even the Joe Cocker one. That I mean, rivals you, it, it, the Joe. You hit something there. Boy, that's a good you're one. good. That's a good one. That's a good one. Do, do you do any, uh, do you, did you ever cover that, Bill? I'm trying to, to recollect how it started, but let me see. Um... And I will always love you. Right. I will always love you. You. When you do it, Bill, are you thinking of one particular woman? Or are you thinking of someone... Or you're not you thinking know, I'm, at all. <laughs> I'll tell you one thing. I'm not thinking of George Takei. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bet you're not. All right. So uh, Stephanie called in, wanted to know the best yeah. rock cover ever. I, I explored the question, and I came up with the ultimate answer. Joe Cocker, with a little help from my friends, with a close second from Whitney Houston, I will always love you. I'll tell you a third. I don't know whether you consider this rock or not. Do not make a mistake, Robin, as Stephanie did by saying all along the watchtower. No, I'm not going to say all along the watchtower. It Go is ahead. Marvin Gaye's Heard It Through the Grapevine. Mm, all right. Okay. Gladys Knight and the Pips. Mm, oh, uh, good. What? If what? you heard Marvin's version and then heard, now, oh you wouldn't my God. want Marvin right. to ever sing that song again. All right. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to move on. We're gonna <laughs> Aretha, Aretha Howard, Howard, I got to say, I think the best cover is my version of your song, Silver Nickels and oh, Golden dear. Dimes. I don't do that, please. Uh... Mary, come play with me. I'll give you a silver nickel, and there'll be another one. All right, one. let me, let, please, Bill. Let me, let me, let me sum up. Let me sum up. Stephanie and Robin attempted this game and. Didn't come I up was well. good. You just don't know what I'm talking about. I know that song by Gladys Knight and the Pips. I even but played it on NBC. You don't know Marvin's NBC. version. You, you, he of course I do. First. You do not. And she <laughs> killed it. Who wrote the song? Marvin Gaye. So Marvin Gaye wrote Marvin Gaye. Marvin Gaye performs a better Heard It Through the Grapevine than no, he uh, Gladys Knight. No, he doesn't. Okay. <laughs> Let's play them and see. <laughs> Further through you. the grapevine. Oh no, not you. Not much longer. <laughs> would you be mine? Oh, I oh, heard dear. it through the grapevine. Oh, I'm just about to lose my mind. Right. 
That's pretty good. You do a nice version of that. Well, Thank you. the credence cover. If you, of that. I thought I thought Robin was going to say Aretha Franklin's "Natural Woman," but then she came up with Gladys Knight, which was a huge. Well, wait a minute. That's after all that thinking. I did uh, did uh, Aretha release that before she put it on the album? Aretha's "Natural Woman" was written by Carol King. Yes, but did Re- Aretha and, and release it, hers first? Yes. Yeah, so what? I'm simply it's, saying no. that Carol almost was a cover of her own song because it was everybody no. knew it because of what Aretha did. No, with no, it. no, 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 no. You, you guys are creating. you guys are wrong. The best Aretha Franklin cover is "Respect." That was an Otis okay. Redding song. Oh, it's true. Mm. And, oh, that's true. But I'm saying, but Robin R-E-S- came up with Gladys Knight. P E C T. Oh boy! <laughs> you know, I forgot. I forgot you do that one, Bill. You did that for me at dinner when we went out oh. to dinner. We talked about your horse farm and uh, all your various, and then you started. You yes, I ride a lot of horses. I have an equestrian fascination, and it's part of how I develop the different tempo in singing because you go up and down on the horse, and I just started singing lyrics while riding. I didn't know that. That's fascinating. And that's how you came up with your unique style. From, you know, I like writing now that I'm 90 years old, all the secrets working. are flying. <laughs> now that you're 90, you're letting out all your secrets? Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's time. Yeah. You're remarkable. You really are. Well, now, thank you. I thought Robin was going to mention the Fugees doing Killing Me Softly. Now, that I would have gone along Well, with. that's not a straight cover. Mm. What, what are you talking about? Of course, it's a cover. It's not a straight cover. cover. That. It's a, well, why? Because there's rap in it. Yes. Oh. Or a variation mm-hmm. on a theme. Right. I love it. What about, I love that. What about, that woman is one of the most talented women on the planet, and I don't know what happened to her. Well, you ought to call then, her. I'm not calling her. My yell at me. <laughs> Strumming Lauren Hill with his fingers. Uh oh. Singing my life with his. Words killing me <laughs> softly with his song. Killing me softly with his song. Telling my whole life with his words. Yep. Killing me softly with his song. We're lucky to have you on uh, with us, Bill. The way you with just can kind of break. Yes. Yeah, and he breaks to, right to in. To tell you the truth, song. I can't even remember how I got on. It just happened. You know, you go in and out of consciousness when you're this old. Oh, that's funny. People are now calling in with their... Their ideas? Oh, hey, one more. What about Social Distortion's cover of Johnny Cash, Ring of Fire? Not the best, but it is a good one. I like that a lot, but it's not the best. Me too. But it's it's, it's awesome. Not the best. Every well, time what about I hear Johnny it, Cash though covering Nine Inch Nail? Oh, let's let's be serious. It, it's okay. It, it's not what? as great as I everyone thought it says was it is. Very poignant. Uh, it's uh, poignant, but it's almost like William Shatner song. talking. <laughs> Here you go. Go ahead, Bill. Sorry, I didn't. I've had a feeling you did this one. Well, do you want to hear me doing Johnny Cash? Love is a burning thing, or do you want me to do Johnny Cash? You want me to do a cover of Johnny Cash doing a cover of Nine Inch Nails? Nine Inch Nails. Okay. 
I hurt myself today to see if I still feel I focus on the pain. Ah, the only right. thing that's real. <laughs> that's fabulous. All right, I'll give you a cover that I think. I'm going to tell you, I think this cover is maybe better than Joe Cocker's. But not, really? All right. Go for but it. not it, it's again, you know, I'm picking out in my mind the ones that are most most favorite, because if I was on a radio station and Joe, let's say I was listening to the radio and on one station, I heard Joe Cocker doing with a little help for my friends. Yeah. And if on the other station, I heard Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young doing Woodstock which is a oh. cover of a Joni Mitchell song. I know that I would probably stay on the Woodstock one. Really? Personally, yeah. I love the way Stephen Stills arranged that, that electric guitar. Yeah. And uh, I I think it's one of the best covers ever. And, and it, I mean, Joni Mitchell's mm. is great now when you hear it, but it's, it's, it's not what the, uh, mm. but the, you know, this is a tough conversation. Yeah. 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 Because, you know, we were even huh. talking about Tommy James and the Shondells uh, last week. And Joan Jett's version is good. really good. But here's yeah. the problem. Tommy what? James's version is better. I don't better. think so. I don't yeah, think so. No, 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 you're wrong. Yeah, I'm a, okay. not the Robin, you have to <laughs> defer to me because I was a professional <laughs> disc jockey. You, know? <laughs> right. you don't, uh, you were in the newsroom while I was spinning records. That's right. I wasn't listening yeah. to the music. <laughs> if you have an opinion on the news, yours is more important than mine, but when it comes to music, I was spinning the discs <laughs> and making, and making $96 a week. But I don't remember you playing Tommy James. I played Tommy James. When I was I remember progressive. you playing a lot of Joan Jett. And no, that, when you met me, I yeah. was forced to play what they told me to play. When I was okay. a progressive rock but DJ, I would But I'm just saying what you had to listen to. Mm. You could get mm. tired of some of those songs, but hers was really good. What do we think oh, of... Can um, I do another cover? Sure, sure, Bill. One more <clears throat> Nine Inch Nails cover, because they're, they're on my mind. I want to fuck you like an animal. <laughs> I want to feel you from the inside. Oh, my right. I want to fuck you like an animal. My whole existence is flawed. You right. get me closer to God. <laughs> Tell me that doesn't okay. turn you on, Robin. <laughs> All right. Now, I'll give you another one again. That really is going to make you think. All right. Um, I was never a huge Kinks fan. Mm -hmm. But when Van Halen put out You Really uh, Got Me. Yeah. Uh, with David Lee Roth fronting and uh, Eddie Van Halen, that guitar. Yeah. Uh, to me, you know, and Bill, I'm sure yeah. you agree that that was when, when, when Van Halen did You Really Got Me, right? It was pretty good. It was pretty good. You know, I, I do it, of course, but yes, please go ahead. No, they, they did all right. They did all right. I don't think it ranks up there with Whitney Houston or, or Joe Cocker, but you know, good cover. It's a great cover. 
By the way, Robin, now joining us on guitar is Steve Nowicki to help Bill Shatner do his version (laughs) of You Really Got Me. Go ahead, Steve. came in he's just so loud you can't hear him i'm hearing bill. all right steve go away <laughs> fucking drowning out the, the funny what that kid everything really know it's now. bill was you really got trying me to so i i don't know where i'm going oh yeah you <laughs> really got me now you got me so i i can't sleep at night here's some um Here's some people with their worst covers. All right, Patrick, oh, what do you got for us right, in Ohio? Okay. Yeah. Hey, David Lee Roth, Just a Gigolo, is by far the worst cover I've ever heard compared mm. to Louis Prima. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I, uh, I'm i not going to go with that's the worst cover I ever heard. It was kind of fun when it came out and the video was good, but I know what you mean. It's, I don't know. I actually kind of liked it. It's cheesy, but it was fun. At the it was time, fun. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, 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 yeah, it's not Louis Prima, but it's, it's a fun song. Yeah. And I knew like it would be weird, David Lee Roth's solo career, like, like that's what he came out with. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, man, he's doing a cover for his first solo thing, but whatever. Doesn't matter. <laughs> it, it wasn't the worst cover ever made. All right. Thank you, Patrick. Um, Let's see. People are into this. Let me see what this is. What do, what do you got, Anthony? Yeah, so, uh, hey now, first time, long time. Um, hey now. I think, I think a band like Me First and the Gimme Gimme on the punk side hey of things really, has really done a cool job doing covers and bringing them across genres. You know, like uh, they did R. Kelly, um, I Believe I Can Fly, or... Uh, yeah, nobody knows what. No, no one cares about. It. <laughs> That's a conversation you're having with yourself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I the believe I can fly. <laughs> I believe uh, I can touch the sky. Dream about it every night and day. Oh, hey, Aaron's on the phone, Bill, and uh, he's got a cover. This is one of my favorites too. This okay, guy's. This? Th- 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 I love this so much. I listen to it all the time. It is so good. This is a good one. Aaron, go ahead. Hey, Howard. How you doing, man? Hey, now. Hey, now. Uh, hey, now. Yeah, I'm a big fan. I've been listening to you as a little kid, man. WNBC. Uh, Lemonheads, Mrs. Robinson. Yeah. good cover. And I love this song. I love this song from The Graduate, Mrs. Robinson. You know, do 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 But when the Lemonheads put out their version, I yeah. fucking love it. I say it's better than the really? original. Yep. Do you know it? Yeah. I'll play it. Fred play that, will it, you? But I think the original is better. Oh, no, this is this is just awesome. I'm I'm, I'm manipulating my penis right now. <laughs> penis. That's because you have to add something to the music. <laughs> no, come on. <laughs> Mrs. Robinson. This was a nice this... callback, but I oh. wasn't impressed. Uh, don't say that. You're not a professional DJ. 
my penis. Uh, <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thank you. Good one, Aaron. Hey, Howard. But, you know. Yes. Oh, one more. Just another one. It's a real bit rare. It's Susie and the Banshee did a deep dear prudence. I don't know if you remember that one. Yeah, and nobody was- cares about that. You were good with the <laughs> lemon heads. <laughs> Why do people always have to, like, with music, go too deep? They don't I think they're Matt Griffin, you know. Yeah, Susie what and the about- Banshees. I've got to prove to people I know something they don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> Stick with something we know. What about Bruce Springsteen's um, Blinded by the Light? Who covered that one? Which one was better? Manfred Mann and uh, Bruce Springsteen. I'm yeah. going to go with them. Mm. Now, as I'm older, I appreciate the Bruce Springsteen, of course. And mm. Manfred Mann's cover of the that was pretty fucking good. Yeah. That was good. Yeah. Cool. Uh, all right. One last minute. I'm getting tired of this. Wait a go minute. Ahead, uh, Patty Smith cover of the bruce springsteen song ah now you see now you put now i'm talking right now yeah now you're now you're on now i can relate to you but when you brought up gladys knight and the pips you lost me you don't know that song (laughs) john why are you here i don't hear any commentary from you actually howard i came on and originally to answer your Joe Walsh questions because you interviewed him back in 2012 and asked him about the stevie nicks relationship what did he say? He said that they um, they got together because they were on tour together. And they were both right. lonely at the time and sought refuge in one another. And then they broke up after the tour ended. Oh. And then Stevie Nicks wrote, has every, anyone ever written a song for you for Joe Walsh? And as you said, calls him the love of her life. Jeez, hmm. what a resume for Joe. I mean, that, you know, Joe, like now, you know, I never thought of Joe as a lover. And when I heard that Stephen Hicks said he was the lover of life, I was like, man, you know, he went up like 20 notches. And that kind of stink rubs off. Like, I'm sure Robin never looked at Joe sexually. And then all of a sudden heard that and went, hmm, maybe I should be fucking oh, get out of here. Joe Walsh. Really? That's one of the sexiest riffs ever. There you go. All right. I agree. Mike, go ahead. Whatever you want to say. Hey now, Howard. Hey now. Hey, um, uh, the Black Crows covering "Hard to Handle" is pretty. Yeah, that's pretty good. Awesome. Oh, that and, is uh, good. That's good. That is good. That is good. I mean, those guys are a great band anyway. But when they do that song, they really they they turn it up. They do it. They do even a different version than the Grateful Dead used to do. The Grateful Dead did amazing versions of that song. But um, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I dig the Black Crows. Yep. You know what else is a great cover? That and again, I got to get off this topic because I want to talk about JD. Because <laughs> we can talk about this all day. And I watch it over and over again. I've mentioned this on the air 50 billion times. Led Zeppelin was being honored at the Kennedy Center Honors. Oh. And at the end, out comes Hart. Anna Nancy Wilson covering Stairway to Heaven. It is so unbelievably moving and gets me every time with the chills and the whole deal. Yeah, it's great. Mm, Good, yeah. But I just so going to defer, you know, put that to the side because that was never released. That wasn't. Um... Why are you coming up with rules? I don't know. I don't know what's going on with you. <laughs> well, with this you know, everything I mean, else what do you is mean? something we heard on the saying? radio and you but could you, buy. But, but, but it's a cover. <laughs> I understand that. But, you know. Robin, coming at you right if now. If there wasn't a world of streaming now, you'd have only heard that once. Robin, coming at you live right now. We've got the uh, Anna Nancy Wilson of Heart. Oh. 
taco. All that glitters is gone. And she's buying a stairway to hell. When she gets there, she knows. Oh, oh. If the stores are all closed. You you, it's not good because you can't buy it? She can stop. No, I didn't say it wasn't good what because you can't, can't buy it. it. Bill Shatner, everybody, accompanying heart right oh. now. Oh, oh, and she's buying a stairway to heaven. I love you, Bill, but the wall. Bill, you, I love you, but you could suck the emotion out of any moment. Because <laughs> you know, sometimes words have two meanings. <laughs> All right. Thank you. All right. We're going to end this topic, but I'll give you some other honorary mentions, Robin. Sinead O'Connor's Nothing Compares to You. True. Right? Very good. Uh, another one that's way, way up there. Marilyn Manson's Sweet Dreams are made of these. I do and that one, too. You do that one? <laughs> okay. And. Hmm. Uh, I'll leave it at that. I'm not, I'm, 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 I was thinking. I was thinking of some other ones, but nah, nah, I'm going to stay with that. I'm, I want to. I want to keep it pure. All right. Hey, I was. Thank almost, you so much. I was going to say it's a great cover. It's not particularly something that I would listen to, but it's you know, I can Tina did Proud Mary much better. They 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 they. Oh yeah. But but then again, Credence. That's why I was hesitating with that one. I see. Sweet dreams uh. are made of this. <laughs> Who am I to disagree? <laughs> I've right. traveled the world and the seven seas. Everybody's looking for something. Some right. of them want to use you. Mm. Some of them want to get used by you. <laughs> Some of them want to abuse right, you. Thank you, Bill. Some Thank of them you. want to be abused. You're just going to have to close the door. He's not gonna I will. I'm doing it. <laughs> hey, thank nah. you so much. All thank right, you Stephanie. for the laughs over the last several years. I mean, you guys really... I mean, from the bottom of my heart, laughter is everything to me. And in these dark times, it's so great to turn on the radio and laugh, just laugh. So it's so healing. You all are doing the good work. And thank you so oh, much. Honestly. Thank you, Stephanie. Thank you. And so allow sweet. me to correct you. You're turning on the satellite, not the radio. Thank oh, you. yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, okay. <laughs> Goodbye. Into the ether she goes. Oh, yes, I find myself talking like Bill after. <laughs> you spent too much time with him. I did. Now my cadence is completely thrown <laughs> off. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I'm going to mention one other TV show that I think you should watch. Okay. And then we'll get into JD's story after I do a Tommy John commercial. But, um,. I didn't think I was going to like this show. I met this woman at a party years ago. 
not a party, like a dinner. Yeah, okay, a dinner party. It was like maybe 10 people there. And um, I had a weird conversation with her. So I was like, I don't think I'm going to like this show. And um, I put it on and I'm in love with it. And so is Beth. And what I think you it? would like it too. It's it's an unusual show. It's it's um, Bridget Everett. Do you know Bridget Everett? She's a comedian. No. Heavy set gal, always talking about her tits, even sings about her titties. But um, she does like a sexed up cabaret show, which isn't really my thing. But she's got a TV show on. Um, I think it's on HBO. Yeah, it is on HBO because I watch it on the HBO. Uh, <laughs> well, it better yeah. be on HBO if you're watching it on HBO. <laughs> and the show is called Somebody Somewhere. And it's really good. And What's she's it smart. about, Howard? It's uh, this heavy set gal who kind of is. She's just got kind of a depressing life. Parents weird. What it is. And in a way, it reminds me of like what Seinfeld did. Like he just had, she just has this cast of characters around her. There's this tall, skinny, redhead guy who is so good, so funny. I don't know who this guy is. And I'm too lazy to go on the internet and look him up and everything. <laughs> you know, you can but, hit a button on your, on your TV and it'll come up who that guy not, is. Not my TV. My TV oh. barely turns on. I don't mess <laughs> with any buttons. I got a system that just is, it, it rivals no one's. It's, um, but this guy, it's Bridget Everett and this skinny redheaded guy and everybody on the show is good. And it was really Bridget Everett you met at the dinner party? I met her at the dinner party and, um, you know, she seemed, she was sitting there and I didn't know who she was and I wasn't, you know, being an asshole. I didn't, I wasn't aware of who she was, but she was invited. So I didn't see anyone talking to her. So I, I went over, I go, hi, who are you? And you know, well, how are you here? Blah, blah, blah. Cause that's what I do. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm a people pleaser. I, I, if I see someone uncomfortable, so she says to me, oh, I'm a, um, I'm a waitress, something like that. I, I, I serve at a diner or I forget what the conversation was. I went, Oh, I'm, I'm curious about that. And how do you know these people? And how do you, and, and do you like that kind of work? So I was, you know, and then after the party, someone said to me, Oh, she's in a show business. She does a stand up or a cabaret act. I, I was irked by it. I said to my wife, <laughs> I go, That's why, why you would didn't she... think you'd like the show, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I was, I was genuinely irked. I was like, why yeah. would this woman, do that to me why would she say that she is a waitress which i by the way i was nothing really interested yeah not only is there nothing wrong with it i was more interested in her at this person's house who was rather famous and there were a lot of famous people there and i found myself gravitating towards her because she was a waitress and i wanted to hear about being a waitress and and, and what kind of work that was and what her hours were and how much and she never said to me, oh, Howard, I'm kidding. I, I'm actually in show business. I don't know. So I guess I was being goofed on in a weird way. Like punked in some way, maybe. I don't or know. maybe she was insulted that I didn't know she was famous or something. I don't know what the fuck was going on. But she but kept I, I just, it going that she was this waitress. Yeah. And I'm telling you, when I left, I go, oh, I was talking to that waitress for a really long time. And, and Beth goes, she's 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 uh, friends of theirs. She's a, a stand up, you know, or a, a cabaret comedian. 
I go, well, she told me she was a waitress, and I talked to her about being a waitress for a half hour. I guess I'm the, <laughs> I guess I was the joke of the evening. I didn't know I was there to be goofed on. So I was like, eh, you know. And then Beth said, Bridget Everett has a show on TV. And I was like, eh, I don't want to watch that. Well, I'll check well, it out. It was really good. She's a very talented lady. Very, very, uh, plays it very well. Very low key, not over the top. And the show's got a lot of heart. And I said, this guy, oh, the guy's gave me his name, Jeff Heller. He's, play, he's this guy who looks like Skeletor, a redheaded Skeletor. <laughs> He's the, he's the strangest looking guy and you end up being in love with him. You, you just love him. So was, I'll give a shout out. It was good. All right. You know. So anyway, it's sad because I hired her for a catering event. We were having a, <laughs> a little dinner party. I said, well, if you're a waitress, do you work private? Great actress. I need great a little help here. Great show, great actress, great waitress. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, it was, it was a very good show. So I, I recommend it highly. All right. Yeah. Well, we, yeah. we should get in touch with her and find out whether she was punking you. What was going on that night? Yeah, what's the difference? Who cares? I got parents who are... <laughs> who busy, you wish you know, they I, were punking you with this act they're putting on. I'm good, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I wish they were kidding. It's like, you know, when you get to a certain point in life and you're just overwhelmed, none of that other shit matters. Ah. Uh, like, so, okay. I went to a party. A woman felt the need to tell me she was a waitress. Whatever. Who cares? Just someone help me. <laughs> I'm drowning. Yeah, but I'd be so, uh, you know, what were you up to that night? Were you insulted? What was going on? Yeah, I was just confused by it. I was like, I yeah, would well, like to, that's why I said I'd like to know exactly what her motivation was. I would have met. I would have liked to have met the real person, but yeah. maybe, or maybe she didn't like me or something and felt like, or I don't yeah, that could myself. be it too. Maybe yeah, she I was don't know, holding something against you that you had yeah. no idea of. She wouldn't be the first person, <laughs> <laughs> as you know, Robin. No, all yeah, too it's well. been a it's been a rough time. <laughs> yeah, it's been a it's been a weird life. Yeah, you go out, you go. Uh oh, I've offended everyone in this room. Yeah, just trying to entertain. Everyone <laughs> relax. Talking spontaneously. Didn't know you were listening. Easy. It's one thing to talk spontaneously for twenty minutes. Another thing, after four hours of dumping out your soul, you're bound to say <laughs> something that's gonna upset somebody and you don't even know why half the time but uh yeah i'm going through something now i just don't i just don't want to deal with i'm i want you to deal with it robin that's why i want you to now be um change your name to stern be my <laughs> sister and take care of my parents looking to dump off the responsibility to anybody i understand i, even say to my I know mom, how you feel look i i yeah. had to go through it too but my parents you know they they got me when i was younger so i had the energy to to sort of see it through i tried giving my mom a pep talk too i was like you know mom you got to change your attitude she always used to say to me you got to have a positive attitude you got to work your mind like so i said "Hmm, maybe i'll try that go mom you got to have a positive attitude you got to work your mind what i go (laughs) you gotta have a positive attitude you got to Work your mind. Listen, 
You'll get to be my age. We'll see your mind. <laughs> I, I go, Mom, Mom, you know. I don't know what to do. You got to be positive. Uh, stop it. I got to go. Goodbye. That's, that. you know, that was the. Yeah, that didn't dog. go over well. Nah. Does she still meditate? Uh, does she get any oh, yeah. relief yeah. from that? I don't know. I don't ask. I don't want to fucking know. <laughs> I don't want to know. But, you know, all the, you know, all of her sort of pop psychology, she tried out on me. She didn't seem to be using it on herself. Yeah. So even well, you know, I own... always, when you're telling me these stories, you know what I think about? And I don't even know if you remember this happening. But your mom and I, Anna and your sister, all wound up at a weekend retreat. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know they were coming. They didn't know I was coming. And here we were all at this retreat. And your mom and I were like the bad kids in the class. We were constantly cracking each other up. And we got into these laughing fits. Yeah. And well, had to be shushed by these people. So why don't you. The meditating weekend. Since you have such a good rapport with my mom and you get her into laughing fits. Why don't you just take over? <laughs> uh, and I'm going to bow out. You're I much could. better. I wish that I could. Hi, uh, Mrs. Stern. It's Robin. I'm taking over. <laughs> what? Remember when we had the laughing fits? Listen, Robin. I don't know what you're doing. I can't even hear you. <laughs> Where's Mrs. Howard? Stern? I can only hear him. <laughs> Remember what we learned. You have to be positive. <laughs> I am positive. I'm positively miserable. Okay. Oh, Bridget Everett worked as a waitress at the original P.F. Chang's in Arizona. Well, yeah, okay, great. So um, that's like if I met someone at a party and I said, they said, well, oh, I don't know who you are. What do you do? I was, I was a dish, I'm a dishwasher. Right. Or I mean, if I, I said I was. I was a nurse or, you know, right, whatever. Right. It's not what I'm doing now. Do I want to get sucked into this? Benji claims he knows a Tony Robbins technique that makes anyone happy in seconds. It's you know it's going to be bullshit. <laughs> it will not. Make Who's my he going to use it on to to test it out? He has to test it out on my mom, and if he can do that, <laughs> yeah. So why do we have to talk to him about it? Did you imagine Benji annoying my mother with his? <laughs> A Tony Robbins technique that makes it, I have a technique that makes anyone happy in seconds. Having sex with my wife. A technique seems to work. She gave it to me this week. I think she saw me so miserable. Yeah. I had sex. That helped for a little while. Sure did. That's my technique. That's the Howard Stern <laughs> technique that makes anyone happy in seconds. Oh, God. I still love it. I figured maybe, you know, at some point you evolve and you don't care about Evolve into I what? What are you going to be? You're like stuck in being, an animal's body. Yeah, like a <laughs> being that doesn't, um, you know, care about his penis that much. You're stuck in an animal's body. I sure am. And what an animal I am. <laughs> I am some animal. All right, what's the Tony Robbins technique? It's It's a... <clears throat> It's just to show you that at any moment you can be happy. So if you're feeling, um, if you're feeling sad, literally just do this 
you, you look up towards the sky and you make a smile. And it's physiologically almost impossible to feel <laughs> sad. Right, get, out, get, get, get out. Get out. All right. Enough. I want you Thank to try you. that this afternoon, Howard. But really try it, <laughs> Howard. Get, right out out here. <laughs> get out of here. I better be rubbing my penis while I try that technique. <laughs> <laughs> Look up at the sky and smile. And smile. I'm going to try it on my mom. I mean, ben, if Benji knows something great, uh, uh, mom. What is it? What is it? Would you look up at the sky and smile? Goodbye. <laughs> Thank you, Benji. I didn't mean to be short. With so you, Benji's but... happy all the time since he knows this technique. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Mom, I want you to look up at the sky and smile. You smile. I'm not interested. I just hurt my neck looking up. You hurt your neck doing the new Tony Robbins technique? That's right. My dad's at the point where he doesn't understand why people are in the apartment. Wow. Helping. Like, like he's like, get everyone out of here for the fucking people. Get too many fucking people. Get the, where's my food? And it's wow. like, he's at that. Yeah, yeah. Like he's unbearable. Did sort he recognize that your mom had come home? He didn't even know yeah. why those people were there. Yeah, he 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 um he held her and he cried. Oh, I've never, okay. I've never ever, like that's never happened before. Ever, wow, where my father would show emotion, but then two seconds later he wanted every all the fucking people out of there. <laughs> and maybe he wanted to get intimate. Man, how do you know he wasn't yeah. like you know she's been away a long time. <laughs> Don't worry, Mom. Just look up at the sky and smile. Go ahead. I just did it, and I looked into the sun. I can't see now. <laughs> oh, I didn't mean look into the sun. Uh, so, oh, look, why don't I, t do, am I taking a break, you guys? Robert, Robert, you're on the air in New York. We love New York. Yes, Robert. Hey, how's things going? Are you on a speakerphone? It's hard to understand you. Yeah, how things going? Can you get off you the speakerphone? <laughs> how things going? Ah. ah. I'm glad I waited because uh, I really am anxious to answer the question, how things are going. So, um, <laughs> yeah, well, it's going pretty rough, honestly. Uh, you know, my well, parents are alive. Vote for me for president. I'm running next four more years. Hmm. You say next four more years, but you haven't served yet, have you, Robert? No, I haven't served the military. They wouldn't take me when I was in high school. They they kicked me on the on the sidewalk, saying, "Sorry, son, you can't make it because you're right hand." I got to tell you, your um, right hand. I, I you, what, a, how did you was, know what he said? I was abused when I was three. I was in a coma, and when I woke up, my right hand was doesn't work well as my left. Oh. Uh, and the what, worst what, hand what, is what, not what, in my vocabulary. This dude's awesome. How old are you? 44. Okay. I was born in 1977. How come I've never heard from you before? I mean, you're... Uh... You're a gem. I, I, I heard I heard I talked to you the first couple months ago when um I called up about huh. the um about our uh our, our um our um governors. 
You want to intern here? Yeah, I want, I, want to be, I want to run for president. I want to. Oh. I want to make my people have what they need, not um, just uh, throw it overseas for another person to take over. So, Robert, uh, your platform for president is you want your pe- you want your people pe- to not take over another country. No, I don't want. I don't want. I don't want to get nothing from the other country because it's it's baloney. All they do is fight, 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 and and, and hmm, then I could get behind this. Into, I, I like your it. I like I like what you're saying. I think you'd be good. Uh, in other words, all the people are fighting, and you want them to stop fighting. Yeah, why 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 hmm, why, nice. why kill somebody over 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 something that you, that people can't control of their own country. That'd be like me stepping my nose into somebody else's business and getting my butt kicked. Well, let me ask you something. Don't you think it was a good idea that we stuck our nose into Nazi Germany and got rid of Hitler? Yes, but what I mean is, I I understand that, but I'm talking about, like, um, other things. Don't you think it was good that we said to the South, the North said to the South, listen, Slavery is a bad idea. It's a, it's a shame on our country. It's a blight on our country. It's got to end. That's what I mean. Yeah, so sometimes war is that. good. But how can how can we help people overseas when our country needs help? In other words, you're people. referring to Russia invading the Ukraine. Yeah. Because what the problem with that is, when you have countries that believe in, you know, free speech, free elections, and this kind of thing. And then another country just comes in and invades and says, you can't have those things. Someone has to step up. The problem is that when in you like World War II, they waited so long. They kept appeasing Hitler. Now let's move right, on to another what, topic. What, What's your stance what on for- vaccines? Where do you stand on the vaccine? Take it. If you... If you- but if you want to get sick, you're, you don't 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 cry the blues when you get catching and die. I want people to be forced to take vaccines. Fuck them. I, well, wait a minute. You know he does make the point. He says, "Well, don't cry, don't whine, and don't go to the hospital." Right? Oh, you, I didn't catch right. that part, Rob. Thank if, you. If you if you worry, I can get behind that. that. <laughs> you know what? Mm. I took all three shots. Yeah. I see. Look what happened. I took it, and, and I'm. <laughs> he used to speak perfectly clearly. <laughs> yeah, by the second shot, he started sounding like that. No, listen, Robert. You've got an interesting platform. Some things I think I agree. Some things I don't understand. Not because they're complicated, but I just literally don't understand what you're saying. <laughs> and you have an interesting platform. I'm not saying no. Um, let me ask you one last question, and this will determine whether you get my vote. What is the best cover song of all time? <laughs> hmm. Seems to I be think gone. he stumped him. Or did he go? I think he's talking to his foot. <laughs> you there, Robert? Oh, we can't lose this fucking guy. I mean, this is a dude that I see big potential in. I see mm-hmm. entertainment here. He's running for president. If he waits four years, he's going to miss the election. (laughs) I want to know, does he, like, live with his parents? 
Is he jerking off on the carpet? What's going on? Has he ever fucked abroad? What's going on? He's 44, did he say? Oh, I'm getting a note. He ate his phone. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you can hear it. It's in his belly. No, oh, that's what that noise is. Yeah. Robert, what a shame. I think we're the well, first people in history to even give him any kind of platform to speak out on and, and reach the people. Right. I don't think anybody was listening before. He couldn't get oh, the word out. Robert, I have the answer. Um, I've just been handed a note. Robert had to leave to do an interview on MSNBC. <laughs> was too busy for us. All right, Robert. Thank you. There you go, Robert. Get back I hope, to us. Hope to hear from him again. Uh, yeah. Mike, you're on the air. Hey, Howard. How are you? I'm okay. Great to see you. <laughs> what? I've been listening to you since DC 101 ages ago. I know how much you miss yes. the Grease Man. DC 101. Well, the Grease Man didn't work with me at DC 101, and I've actually never met the Grease Man. So uh, there you go. Uh, I've got no real knowledge of him. But, uh, I mean, I've heard his radio show, yeah. But uh, oh, he found it funny, but when he went down to Atlanta and totally jerked your show off down there for a few months before he got fired again, it was a total joke. But the best Prince... The, the I, best what do you mean he, what do you mean he jerked off? What do you mean he jerked... What do you mean he jerked off my show? He stole your show. Oh. And it didn't work, of course. He can't do it. Any, you know, well, the Grease Man had a good style. He had a top 40 kind of style. He did. He should have stuck with his style. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know that he stole my style. I mean, it... hey, so uh, what's on your mind, Mike? As all of these stories start, a friend of mine sent me a porno video that I know you would love. If you look up Karate Swap, these two dads are teaching two girls karate. And then right. the next thing you know, one of them's taking her top off, and the other dad looks over and says, what's going on? And then they start fighting, and then they all just start trading and, and screwing. <laughs> so two, two, dads, many levels. two dads are training their daughters in karate. The dads get turned on by each other's daughters, and they swap? Yes. First, they get angry and that. want to fight each other. You would? I would watch that, yeah. I hate to admit it. I would watch that. It's not my favorite, oh, but I would watch dear, it. I would dear, like to dear, see dear, that. Dear, right. dear. First, they're going to start fighting each other, and they realize that it's better just not to do that. So yeah, it's I on saw... you, porn, and other ones. If you just do karate swap or, or All right, let me write dad. that down. I'll, I'll try it. I'll... Thank you. Karate swap, Robin. <laughs> you should Looking write it down, to too. a full review. <laughs> <laughs> all right no, I'll, you'll, I'll, you'll tell me about it i'll watch it and i'll give you my review thank you uh mike all right let's get down to the business at hand people want to know what happened as you know i sent jd to the super bowl because his team was you know uh hell they were in the super bowl they were the cincinnati Bengals, and unfortunately <laughs> they lost for jd he didn't, he didn't get to see them win but uh, J.D., uh, we sent there, we sent Jonathan Blitt to babysit J.D. and to track what he was doing out in L.A. And, uh, hey, hey, guys, can you, J.D., is your hello. mic working? Oh, yeah, good. hello, hello. Hello, oh, you started, hello. I saw, oh, Jesus, I, saw your mic, I saw your mic wasn't working. J.D., are you <laughs> having Blitt re withdrawal? Do you miss him? 
Uh, it was fun hanging out with him and stuff, but it is nice also <laughs> to not, uh, you know, be around him and have like, you know, st- looking at him and he's typing notes in his phone about what the hell I'm doing or what I'm eating or, you know, God knows what else he took notes about. So everything. Did you see the JD video they put out on Twitter over the weekend? Uh, it was uh, JD eating, JD eating various oh. fast foods, and yeah, that was that was real nice of everyone to just put right. I out. missed I know, that. <laughs> I didn't know that Pretty was good. happening until I got punched in the face with that thing. So. Nobody ought to notify me when these things go up. <laughs> it's a great did video. The, you you deserved it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Thanks. Did the trip impact your friendship at all, JD, and how you feel about John? Seriously, I mean, no. he bust balls pretty good, and he was, uh, you know, he was doing some crazy things, including a proposal that I'll get to. But um, <laughs> in general, are you annoyed by John, or do you feel you could still be? Oh, I, I, I am very friendly with John. I, 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 he's, he's a, he's a dear friend of mine. But yes, he can annoy the living hell out of me, and he knows it. And uh, you know. For the most for the most part, he respects that boundary. But uh, in certain cases, like uh, you know, when he feels emboldened or almost given permission to do something, uh, he has no problem in just over just going over that boundary and doing whatever the hell he wants. Well, I'll say this about John Blit, as you know, if you know anything about our show, he put in his ten thousand hours of being a pain in the ass. He's <laughs> devoted his entire life to being a fucking That's annoying true. guy. I mean, I he was think on... he's a master. Yeah, he, he, he had his own TV that. show. Where was that TV show? Comedy Central or MTV? I forget. MTV. Yeah, and what was it called again? Boiling points. Boiling point, and literally, it's just John annoying the fuck out of people, like selling them umbrellas <laughs> that have holes in it. And uh, all kind of weird shit. But uh, also, yeah. I do recommend um, you check out the video. We put out these little videos on Instagram and Twitter. And, and J.D. is attacking his breakfast like a bloodthirsty shark. It's Ooh. unfucking believable Did you see it, John? Well, yeah. Oh, I, he was or- there. I, I orchestrated it. So he orchestrated they, it. <laughs> they, look, they're expensive robotic cameras at Sirius that need to be used. So I, I got J.D. was starving to death. I ordered Chick-fil-A for him. And when I went to pick it up, I made a stop in the uh, video control room and asked them to start rolling on JD when he was eating. So, yeah. Oh. It was a, yeah. You and know, it's brought so I, much joy to people. <laughs> I didn't know what that tape was. I thought those were old tapes from back in the day. I didn't realize no. that was from your L.A. trip. Wow. Mm-hmm. That was during oh, the nice Dave Rowe interview. <laughs> I'm trying yeah. to eat while that's happening. Oh, <laughs> and, oh my God. Uh, you know, whatever. So... <laughs> By the way, Robin, I meant to ask you, do you think John Blit is an extraordinarily good-looking guy? Extraordinarily good? Well, I mean, do you think he's a good-looking guy? <laughs> he's not a gargoyle. Thank you. <laughs> he's he's a like, decent-looking guy, yeah. Like, do you look at him and go, you know, hmm, there's a guy I could have sex with? <laughs> no. No. So no, I'm, that I'm, never occurred to me. I didn't even know he had genital. <laughs> I was telling my wife, I was telling my wife, I said, J.D. and this guy, John Blit, blah, blah, blah. They went out to L.A. It's funny as shit. I was telling her about it. She goes, oh. So she watched one of the videos. She goes, well, he's a good looking guy. I go, who, J.D.? <laughs> she goes, no, this Blit, yeah, no. John Blit. <laughs> wow. I go, is he really? I said, I look at him. And I don't see. I, I never thought of him. You know, I'm a dude. I, I'm a heterosexual. I don't really. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't think of him as such a handsome. She goes, he's a very good looking guy. And then she went on wow. his Instagram to see his fiance. And he goes, look at his uh, girlfriend. 
I said, I, and she's a knockout, right? But what's that got to do with him being yes. good looking? Well, let's face it. You know how the world works. Well, no, I don't. <laughs> I've you, seen you, a lot of trolls with beautiful women. Leave me out of this. Oh, stop. The, uh, <laughs> the, the, <laughs> no, she, and she goes, you see, there, there you go. And uh, where, who is this fiance of yours? Very good looking woman. John. Oh, yeah, she's wonderful. You know, I pranked her once and I really regretted it big time. It was the worst thing I could have ever possibly done. Like the day before I was planning on proposing to her, I was coming home from a Trey Anastasio show and I called her. I told her I got arrested and she was like, oh, my God. And I was like, what am I doing? What, 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 like, what's the point of this? So I got back to the apartment and she was fucking, she was so angry. And then the next day I was like, can I see you? And she wanted nothing to do with me. So I'm like, I'll just stop by her office. So yeah, she's, she's great. <laughs> now, I uh, wondered if you sat around doing these annoying things to your girlfriend when I found out you had a girlfriend. So you know how to bolster it when you go home. He, he had, well, listen, the, I don't like it too. And, uh, past things but yes john has done this in front of other girls and i told him what done do what that. it was just a constant bit over and over or just constant like bits and this the this one girl just looked annoyed the whole time and then you're saying jd after. you knew john when he was dating other women yes and you're saying that john would start pranking and do being annoying and uh <laughs> and, it, and it and it ruined the relationship I yes, I mean listen, I wasn't that far deep into the relationship, but there was a time where we went out to dinner and uh she just was very annoyed and I could <laughs> What tell. did uh, what did what did John do to annoy I can't, the woman? it was so it was so long ago, but you know, it's just constant jokes. He's a you know, he's always on. He's always on. So um, John, so know. in other words, you knew you were into this woman big time when you mm -hmm. decided not to prank her. The other yes. girls you pranked. Could be, yes. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, do you remember I, what JD is talking about? JD's memory is shot. He obviously has the mind of a ninety-year-old Alzheimer man, <laughs> uh, and can't remember what you did to prank. Lots uh, happened these women. since then. Yeah, right. We were we were at a Korean restaurant, and yes. I made jokes with the waiter or something, and she wasn't amused. But listen, <laughs> you live and learn. Oh. Right. All right. Sometimes you don't know the line. So, in other words, yeah. How how long ago did you meet this lovely woman who you're now engaged to? I think it's around two and a half years ago. Two, it's going to be three years, um, this December 29th. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you, is it true that you proposed after knowing her for three months? I think more like five months. I think five months was, was the, the timeline. And what is the delay in the marriage? The COVID, uh, virus? Uh, is that why you're waiting? Yes. It's COVID. No, I or think you. we're just kind of, we're just, you know, Figuring it out and having fun and, and kind of seeing how things go. Seeing how so things go. So you don't go. know yet if you're getting married. Oh, I want to. So we're just kind of figuring it out, you know, as we go along with it. It's very, uh, I mean, we live together. It's very fluid. Um, and it's very wonderful. And I love her dearly. And she's the best and she's funny and she's intelligent and she's a great homemaker. You say, you, you say there's a lot of fluid. Uh, you, in other words, there's you meant to come fluid, hard. Yes. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I come very hard. No, I don't. Very come hard. At all. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you don't come at all. I don't come um, at all. Well, uh, JD, this was a, uh, did you realize Blit was so attractive? Uh, yeah, I mean, he's a good looking guy. He's, uh, you know, he's got a nice, Is he you know, better looking than you? 
Oh, please. Yeah. I mean, he, we're at Runyon Canyon and immediately he's taking off his shirt and, you know, it's, <laughs> and I'm just sitting there just sweating in my clothes. So, you know. Oh, he's yeah. He's showing the girls his uh, body. He oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Look, I asked you yeah. to take your shirt off. You yeah, said no. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. And that's what I needed. <laughs> <laughs> you got to be free. You got to be fluid. Yeah. Not right. I not didn't like that. know. I didn't know you were that good. You know, I see you as a guy balding and, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, but, but then I, I, I'm looking at you now. he's very hairy, you know, like he's got a yes. thick beard. Oh, yeah. Like a monkey. You know what? I'm less yeah. hairy than you would think. Right. Really? I'm, I am, yes. Yeah. Right. So, he's, um, you know, he's also very charismatic and, you know, very easily sociable. So that, that and very confident. So that, that helps a lot. Very sociable, you say? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. All right. So, um, right. Uh, so, so let boys, because we followed this whole trip to LA and, and the fans seem to really enjoy it. Uh, uh, uh what is that, JD? You, you, moan. Uh, yeah, I know. Everyone's interested. Everyone's interested. <laughs> Everyone's interested. When we last left you guys, it was the, the day before you were going to leave LA. Yes. And, uh, JD was having some sort of secret lunch. <laughs> Is that right, John? You weren't even invited. I was not invited. Nope. nope. And I got on the air and I said, John should absolutely go to this secret lunch. Who is this person that is having a lunch? And JD went, ah, and someone who works. have John there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. He's in the business and he works. Uh, you know him, but I don't want to say, and I'm not allowed to say, and, uh, and there's going to be a group of people there and I don't want to say. <laughs> So this morning I know I'm talking him real well, but I don't know these other people. I only <laughs> talk to them. So I, I spoke to JD on the air and I did get John Blitt invited so he could observe JD in this very high powered lunch. JD and, with his um, friends. Yes. JD with these po- powerful friends. And, uh, and then uh, this morning I'm, I'm listening to this nonsense. I go, JD, who the fuck is this person? <laughs> you went to lunch with him. He goes, it's not for the air. I can't say. I don't want. I said, just tell me who the fuck it is. He goes, it was Steve Brandano. I go, what? Steve Brandano. <laughs> what? Listen, I mean, I it doesn't. What do listen, you mean? He, Why all the secrecy about fucking Steve Brandano? Uh, uh, there's a lot. Listen, uh, Steve doesn't always like his business out there, and he doesn't like. I thought it was President like, Biden you were having lunch with. <laughs> yeah. I, you guys built it up. I was just saying, listen, they don't want, they didn't want to necessarily be talked about on the air or whatever. That's all I said. I didn't say it was like this highfalutin person or whatever. Well, you certainly made it seem like it was like a big <laughs> not, deal. You did. You all did. No, no I didn't. said to you, who are you going no, to lunch not. with? And you were like, it I was can't like say. like top secret. Whatever. Well, listen, it's not, not everyone John, wants to be John, were you shocked? That it was, you know, I mean, it wasn't like we were announcing Steve's social security number. I mean, it, you couldn't <laughs> say, were you shocked when you found out you couldn't go to this and all this? Look, I was shocked, but I, you know, I understand. I understood that JD didn't want me there. He wanted to have his own moment with his fans. I get it. The fans. It. No, I get stop it. it, John. Stop. They were all fans of yours. This is 100%. Were they friendly? It's not like it's not a whole fan club or something. Look, it, these people were very friendly. It was a great group of people, you know, so all Steve, writers. Steve invited a bunch of Hollywood writers and things mm-hmm. to JD's lunch. Well, and, these, um, these are guys that we are we are we're in a text chain, text group together with. So, uh I barely, you know, I never really see them in person hardly because they're all the way out in Los Angeles. So, we try So to you finally- are 
you are in a text chain. Let me understand with Hollywood writers. And <laughs> Song, yes. Yes. And you <laughs> you 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 text them all the time. And what do you, what are you texting to these Hollywood writers? It just it's about movies for the most part and uh I don't know, just whatever's going on. But it's mostly about movies and what what DVDs they got and what uh, you know, people are watching and stuff like that. I see. Fascinating. And and John, when you got to the lunch, where was this power lunch for JD and Steve Brandano? It was in Silver Lake in a great house in a, a quaint backyard. Um actually it was a husband and wife. Also, he was very successful. A producer, animator, and his his wife specifically bought JD a bottle of Riesling because she knew JD loved Riesling, and this made the husband jealous. So I have a theory that J- Hollywood Harmeyer is going to wreck marriages all over <laughs> LA. Like he, the husband was like, "You've never bought me a special bottle of wine for no reason." So were, were, yeah, were, yeah. were the people treating JD with respect, or was it a freak show? Like they were. You know, in like he was a unicorn or a sloth that uh, was brought to a party, or were they in awe? They were in awe. They were in awe. In awe, wide-eyed, in awe, kind of like Natalie Maine's party. Everyone was kind of at the edge of their seat, looking at him, listening to him, and just blown away. (laughs) He's like the golden child from that Eddie Murphy movie. It's like if you meet JD, he touches your life. He really does. I think. (laughs) He changes people's lives. And what does JD talk about at Steve Brandano's friend's party? Where is Steve? Steve, why why was I not alerted (laughs) to this party? I mean, what was with the secrecy? Absolutely absurd. This is something that JD made like like we've all been saying way worse than it should have been. I didn't listen, dude. I you know I know you like to have your privacy and stuff, and uh, you know it's very hard to get mad at JD because he's trying to be a good guy towards me, but. It, on last week, he should have just said it's with Steve and some writers we're on a text chain with. And then this—that's why I was blown away this morning. I, w- I was at the lunch with JD. I'm like, JD, it's all good. You can talk about it. And then this morning, he starts in again. It's a guy. He does. He likes to be private. Like I don't know. So I, know. I know you don't know, but thank you. But also, sorry. I you know. Were your friends, be honest with me, Steve, and yeah. don't bullshit me on the air. Yeah. Were they treating J.D. like the elephant man? Do they stare at him and go, oh, man, this is funny. We're getting to meet J.D. Or do they, uh, uh, come on, tell me the truth. What's going on No, here? people people love J.D. It's like John says. So he, he's, he's Why do they like love a celebrity. Because they, they love the show. <laughs> For moments I mean, like these. Oh, you don't love me? Thanks. No, no, I love you, but I mean, I'm not going to hang out with you in a barbecue. Oh, I know. I, I get know, enough I of you on the air. I mean, what, what is all that? Um, so, so, okay. So John, what did you observe at the party? JD got a bottle of Riesling. He was treated like the celebrity that he is. There was, yeah, then, um, uh, and he's talking cinema with the people. He's talking television. He's talking about Los Angeles. He's talking really? about his life. Yeah, for sure. He, he's he Gabby. Really talkative. He was Gabby. He is chatty, chatty, sipping on rosé, sipping on sparkling wine, <laughs> eating french fries, eating a cheeseburger, and just a really a charming guy that you'd want to have. A, like, listen, You're you want to hire, JD should be at everyone's party. He <laughs> changes the dynamic of a party. He brings life. He brings no, joy. So he brings f- entertainment. Oh my God. 
it, be honest. It's really more like JD's like a plant and he's there, right? I mean, or is he really engaged? You're a little more chat. You were chat, he, more chattier than me there. JD is, he's so engaging. He's so much fun. I'm telling you, it, like you should. What does he talk about? What, what is his favorite show? What is he talking What's about? What's his latest he... movie find? Well, yeah. you could ask him. It's a kind of a bit of a oh, blur Christ. to me. But I don't even remember what the hell. I don't, I don't remember. Were you what. drunk? Were you? Did you smoke weed? Did you guys do edibles on the way over? What was the your your intake? Uh, I got a little drunk there. I don't think I did an edible because I knew we were going out to dinner later that night, and I didn't want to be totally like messed up for it. So what what I heard was you went to Steve's lunch party. <laughs> you ate like um, a burger, fries. And you had a gourmet ding dong, whatever the fuck. I didn't know they made. What is a gourmet ding dong? I don't, listen, I don't know. We ordered from this place or something, and they come out with the uh, nice ding dongs. <laughs> they were good. I don't know what to tell you. I'm a fan of ding dong. I haven't had one in years, but <clears throat> a gourmet ding dong? Uh, Steve might know better than me. I don't know. They just, uh, the. Someone brought out the ding dong. <laughs> Someone just brought a dessert. Yeah, but this is why JD's weight is going. I'm, I'm going to say something serious. This is why JD can't breathe on a hike when he goes with John Blit on a oh, hike. Oh, I can breathe on a hike. I was breathing fine. Oh, come on, dude. I mean, you're, you're overweight. I, and I wasn't so, close to passing out or anything. At he all. ate burger, fries, ding dong, and Riesling wine. And then these guys went right to dinner and From had a 20. 20- Yep, and had a 23-course Japanese dinner, Ooh. complete with a $300 bottle of sake that um, that John Blit paid for. He wouldn't even let J.D. pay. Where are you getting all this money? Are you are you something of a of a of a, of a rich kid who has a, no? Wait, I'm noise? so I'm so not a rich kid. I I don't have children. I love experience. So no, I'm not a, a rich kid at all. What's that noise? You got Who's parents because the, you heard Howard. You need to save money outside. for them. <laughs> what is that? It's construction outside. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there's something going Go on. Go tell him to be John's. quiet. I could tell me shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. Go yeah Robin's up right. Something to get them. Uh... <laughs> to you shut you want up. me to? I'll go. I'll go. <laughs> I'll take the the laptop outside. Dude, <laughs> when you're Robin's right, I'm telling you, man, you got to save some money. I mean, you, you know, yeah, your parents get older. Three hundred bottle of sake. Because three bottles go a long way. Three yeah, bottles. Three bottles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was three? I thought it was just two. <laughs> no, he had three. Wow. It was fantastic. <laughs> what is this 23? So you mean JD ate all that food and then went to a 23-course Japanese meal and yeah, had three well, bottles of sake with you? Mm-hmm. Well, he ate half the burger and half the fries. This yeah, is, John, John yeah. told me, you know, don't, don't fill up at lunch because, you know, we're going to have this big dinner. So that's what I did. I, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't eat everything. See, I care about him. <laughs> yeah. He does. For the most Man, part. Listen to all that construction. I fucking hate the construction. <laughs> that goes on in my building all the time. I go crazy. <laughs> so you spend a lot of money on these dinners. I hear you do that all the time. Yeah. You don't believe in saving money, right? I do save money. I'm look, I'm now I'm in zero debt. I was like Five years ago, before I started on this job, I was like a struggling actor in in really in such deep credit card debt. It was a nightmare. It was brutal. I don't recommend it to anyone. But now I save money. I enjoy life and I have zero debt thanks to uh, this great job at SiriusXM with you. So I, I need to thank you for that. So I'm very, you know, frugal with my money but sometimes when there's a great experience to take jd out uh i go for it 
Chris Wilding says he's never been to a dinner with John Blit where the tab is less than two hundred dollars. <laughs> That's I mean, yeah, I've been out with Blit a few times and yeah, the the tab is always uh it's up. What was so, the tab and he takes on the care of the whole thing? I mean, well, no, sometimes uh it depends. With this in the case of this big dinner, uh he did it. But no, we've there have been times where uh we we split the check and I'm like, Oh Jesus Christ, what the hell and I'll tell him. I'll tell him, dude, I'll pay up to a certain point, but you know, after a certain amount, uh it's all on you. So you better calm down or uh deal with you know, deal with it yourself. Yeah, of course. In other I words, never... JD, I've heard this I've heard this about John. That he'll go and he starts ordering all this expensive booze, <laughs> yeah. which restaurants love because that's how they make their money. And he and then you get the tab at the end. And you're like, oh, fuck. I mean, this guy's yeah. out of control. So uh, he he paid for the entire 23 course dinner. I mean, what did that cost you, John? With tip? Yeah. 1850. <laughs> wow. <laughs> JD's worth it. It was just and, the you and JD. Like uh-huh. a date. <laughs> yeah. And 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 John, mm-hmm. I saw the picture JD took. You threw up out you guys got an Uber and then you vomited out the window the entire <laughs> yeah, dinner. I did too much. We were driving back in the car. Look, I'm not perfect. And we we're driving back and I was like, uh oh, this is gonna happen. So I opened the window and half of my torso is out the body and <laughs> I let it rip. And you know, it was it was the doing too doing too much and also you know a release from the weekend from the stressful production uh, schedule that I had with JD. I never. Seen I got Let me let me let me say something. How yeah. well do we pay this guy? There's got to be an accounting error going. <laughs> I don't know how he's pulling it off. I mean, check his pay stub. Make sure everything's kosher. I, so, because it, it says here at a typical dinner, you order a different bottle of wine with every course. I mean, this guy goes out of out of control. Wow. Yeah. Depends on the meal. Yeah. Depends on the meal. And JD, you drank uh, three bottles between the two of you guys. Well, well hold that's on. a bottle and a half each. No, no, hold on. Some of these bottles, you know, I don't know how much, but what you know, whatever. You know, he would give glasses of sake to the chefs. To the staff, oh, to anyone I... that was like working there, he's like, "Here, have a have a glass, have a glass." Oh, he's and a they, big shot, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they love yeah. it. So, it's we're, Japan... all doing, we're all doing cheers. You know, it's, it's Japanese culture. JD loved Gold Flake. He asked for um, additional Gold Flake. On I didn't his... ask for anything. I didn't ask for anything. I didn't know what the what hell. What is Gold getting. Flake? JD, yeah. do you? Do you... Uh, it's like I guess it's gold. It's flakes of gold on top of uh, the sushi, or you know, whatever. So you like that. Yeah, JD said if he could eat gold every day, he would. No, I didn't say that. <laughs> Did he, what do you mean, JD wanted extra gold flakes? I didn't say I didn't want extra. I didn't ask extra did. anything. No, You're I like, did not. Yes. He was like, "This gold is fantastic. It tastes. Okay. I've never tasted anything like this. Could I have more?" No, I. I don't know if I said that. Uh, I, JD, you don't know anything. You were. Drunk. I was a nope. I was in no place to ask for anything. John, did he ask for extra gold flakes? I've been to like restaurants where they put like this little. Do you have the audio of that? Not on me, but I'll. That's what I thought. Yeah, Yeah. get the audio and then I'll believe it. And you also said that you would. I asked you, would you eat gold every day? And you said yes, I would eat gold every day. I don't know. You know why? JD went back to the hotel and picked through his feces looking for lunch money. (laughs) (laughs) He He wants that gold. gold. (laughs) I'm gonna shit that gold right out. Uh, here's a note from Chris Wilding again. John orders a hundred dollar glass of Peppy a Pappy Van Winkle whiskey to top off a meal. A hundred dollars a glass. Wow. Yeah, that's, what wow. You, that's what we did at the one. And restaurant. then you go and I treated up? for that. 
No, no, I've, I haven't, I haven't puked in a long, long, like forever, forever. Yeah, I've, forever. I've been out, I've been out with Blitz several times and I've never seen him this wasted. Like he was coming out of the restaurant, like stumbling a little bit, slurry <laughs> a little bit. I was like, oh no. It was more is, on a cloud. I, I was, is that the idea for you, John? Uh, you, you, you imbibe to the point that you're obliterated. I mean, can, isn't there some moderation no, no, no. going on here? There's, there's no. total moderation. He, and that was really, it, caught me from out of nowhere yeah, he yeah, keeps it together for the for most me. part and then you know we literally like we were hanging outside waiting for the the car to come and he seemed you know he was drunk but he didn't seem like sick i and was then, fine yeah i wasn't yeah, spinning or anything i was yeah, totally chill we had a wonderful night we took a picture with the entire uh the entire staff of the restaurant and then we walked i haven't out, vomited you know. my entire adult life i mean to vomit from from you know i mean you're a little too old for that kind of thing. <laughs> maybe yeah my, point, you my body but, you know i know that i've heard people say when you go to his house you're probably going to get hurt because he <laughs> serves so much booze and he's constantly filling your glasses and people do vomit at his house yeah jason went out. to the hospital yeah. yeah jason went to the hospital he had a dinner at john's house and they went to the hospital <laughs> Right, right. that's how the night ended with Jason in the hospital. Hospital or no hospital, a dinner with Blit is the greatest experience in the world, and <laughs> I, everybody should be lucky enough to have it. He, I'll say that. I have never. It's like going out with John is like going out with some some like fantasy male like uh, uh, role model. He he just seems to know everything. He's so sophisticated. Yep. How to order, how to yeah. drink, how to talk to people. I, I just sit there in awe. How do you know all this, John? What's uh, what's your backstory? How do you know all this? I I don't know. I think I worked in restaurants. Um, you know, I have friends who like food. That, that's it. I'm and just, how do you start like getting relationships with the chef and, and giving him sake drinks and stuff? I mean, how does this all go down? Does, I mean, he doesn't need a relationship. He's literally he'll give him a glass as I hear. Take you know, have some. He does this all the like time. A nightmare. Maybe you're a, are you a prince in Africa? Maybe <laughs> like Eddie Murphy and I mean, what I is swear. your deal? The heir no. to some fortune? No. How yeah. I went on one of these sushi dinners with John, like, like JD did a couple of years ago. And by the end of it, we were behind the sushi bar with the sushi chef, taking pictures, <laughs> drinking out of sake bottles, exchanging phone numbers. It was just, it's always a party. Wow. Just incredible. I mean, you've got the, a gift, I guess, of, uh, with people. Uh, people on my staff, people on my <laughs> staff usually aren't this sophisticated. I mean, some of them are barely uh, potty trained. I mean, when I got JDs to shit his pants, but um, isn't that something? Isn't that something? So, so your assessment of the situation, observing JD, is that um, he he got through the you know the the loss of the Bengals. The trip was a success. JD was triumphant, whether at Natalie Maine's home or if he was uh, <laughs> at uh, Steve Brandano's uh, Hollywood uh, cadre of uh, insiders. Wherever he went, he dazzled and, and, and was shining. Is that your assessment? This is 100% my assessment. Yeah. It was a Were it there was a great anything? Trip. Did you hold back at all in terms of your pranks with JD? Were there times when you were hiking? I know you, you sometimes you'd go hiking with JD and you tell people it's, you know, or, or you'd be on a plane and say, "Hey, this is his first plane ride." You would tell the people. Was there and, anything and he that just you had? This is his first hike after a surgery. Yeah, right. I, yeah, I have fr I have friends who work in hidden camera, 
And I wanted to set up hidden cameras in his hotel room. Like, I know I could have gotten in there no problem. Oh, I, I would have fucking I, killed I, you. I didn't. I, didn't <laughs> I would have fucking I, killed you. I stopped myself from doing that. Okay. Oh, yeah. He wanted to send. Oh, I think he said this on air. He wanted to send a fucking male escort up or something. Say, hey, you know, and say, hey, uh, I'm going to say no, no matter what. Uh, I want it more if I say no. So, yeah, I didn't do that. John, tell yeah. me about this. It was it, While you were in L.A., you started to consider perhaps <laughs> hiring a, um, a gay uh, male escort yes. uh, for J.D.'s room. Yes. And uh, how far into the thought process did you get? I was on the phone with an escort service and they <laughs> said it was too it. expensive. It was too much money. It's like how much grand. was it? Three, Three grand. Yeah. Oh. And what was what was in on your mind? You wanted to hire the escort and have him mm-hmm. knock on JD's door. Yeah, have him knock on JD's door. And I told him like, "Hey, listen, I like to role play, so I'm gonna, you know, I'll leave the key for you at the hotel. Just open the door, come on in, surprise me. And the more I say no, the more I want. I'm gonna wrestle you off. And oh. the more, yeah. So I didn't do that. <laughs> uh. Uh. Oh, <laughs> thank God you didn't do that. Because I mean, yes. yeah, you know, thank that God gone it was too expensive. Wrong. And I would yeah. have filmed it too. That's like I was talking to my hidden camera guys, and they were like, "That's it's illegal because it could be assault." So yeah, yeah. So it wasn't me. It was the fact that it was illegal and an assault. <laughs> was uh, was Next was uh, was, no. did JD did JD meet any famous people besides Natalie Maines? And uh, I know he turned down Jerry O'Connell because he wasn't famous enough for I didn't JD. Turn him down. Ryan Philippe. Uh, Right, Ryan mm-hmm. Philippe, he was with. Any other yeah. celebrities we need to know about before we get to the plane ride home? No, I'll tell you, all the people at the dinner are kind of rel- they're famous-ish. They're all like working writers and and you know producers. So that was they're pretty famous in my eyes, also. So, well, yeah. I got to tell you, I'm afraid of you. I I would not go any. JD's a brave man because uh, to go with you and like you're on the phone with male escort. You, you know, I, I, why not just? A higher a lion to eat JD and film it. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not <laughs> a bad scary. idea. Yeah. It's scary. <laughs> yeah. All right. So you guys are go- JD. You must have been filled with uh, tremendous anxiety, yes. knowing that you were going to be going on a plane with John yes. Blitz, and he was going to yes. try to commandeer the plane's um, microphone. And make a proposal to you. So yes. describe that to me. Well, we, you know, we get to the airport. Uh, thank God we got to the airport because, oh, oh yeah, this fucker. So the the morning of, uh, he comes down a half hour late because we're supposed to be down at six. He comes down at six thirty. He calls me. This is after he was puking and stuff. He calls me and says, oh, "I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna get a later flight. You're gonna have to go without me." I was like, "What am I supposed to do? I had some of his stuff with me. What am I supposed to do with this stuff?" He goes, just leave it at the thing. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go back to bed for a few more hours. And he comes around the corner smiling. Uh, <laughs> John, so, what is the point of that? Like, 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 what, I don't that's know. just I annoying. Was, yeah, I know. I was watching him <laughs> as I was on the phone. Oh, yeah. So then, so, so you, then we get to. God. I could have taken it further, but I didn't. You know, I could well, have. How much for what, what were you, what, what were you gonna well, do? Just come upstairs. Bring my stuff upstairs, please. I, I I can't get out of bed. Come upstairs. I need your help. Oh man! Wow, you you are intense. So JD, in the back of your mind, you know, and then you see that John is there, and it's thick again, and then you mm. go, oh, "Fuck!" Now we got to go to the airport. I know when I get on the plane, he's going to attempt to ask the stewardess to uh, allow him to make a speech over the microphone. As soon as soon as we got to the gate, I'm just like standing there, you know, or waiting to get on. 
And he's walking away from me. And like, I try to have eyes on him whenever <laughs> he goes over to some seats. I see him putting on a live mic or, you know, whatever. And I was like, God damn it. This is, this is really going to fucking happen, isn't it? And then, yeah, when we, then we sit down. And every time he got up, it was like, and he had to get, I was in the aisle seat. He was in the middle seat. And every time he got up, I knew, I knew something was happening. I would, I would always straddle him like romantically as when I tried to get out of the seat. <laughs> yeah. I thought he was trying to be funny, but I didn't realize dance. it was part of a. Whole now you party. had this all planned out, John, this idea of making a proposal to JD to be your husband, because even the night before when you were at the Japanese restaurant, at the end yeah. of the night, you took a picture of yourself kissing JD. Uh, yeah. So you could show it to the flight attendant so that yeah. she would see you were a real couple. Mm-hmm. Um, so you really are a well-thought-out prankster, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. that that scares me. That, that the, the level that, like, I thought we were just joking around or, you know, I was half drunk, and, you know, or full drunk. And I thought we were just taking a funny picture, and I didn't realize it was part of this <laughs> whole fucking master plan of his to convince the flight attendant. I show the flight attendants the picture, and I ask them, they're like, Oh my God, that's so sweet. You know, we've been working for the airline for so many years and we've never been part of a, a midair proposal. There was, oh. everyone was so excited and so, so sweet you about guys, it. where were you seated? Somewhere in the middle of the plane, right? Yes. Yeah. R- row 20. Yes. yes. Row 20. Okay. So yep. John, you keep getting up, climbing over JD romantically, and then you go and you're talking with the stewardess, the, the flight attendant, and you say, listen, I'm a, I'm a gay man. I want to propose to my man. He's sitting over there. Do they start looking at JD? Do they start staring right away as you're asking them to use the microphone? Because they don't just let anybody use the microphone on a plane. Well, the, the first time I asked was on the way in, and I showed them the picture, and I pointed to him. So they saw him. They're like, oh, my God. They're like, okay, when we take off, you talk to the girls in the back, and we're going to plan something. We'll get everything together. We'll make balloons. We'll get confetti. They were like really... <sighs> excited about this romantic event jd you see all this planning going on you see no, john see the, going I, up I, I you see, see him going up plan. there you, yes yeah, right but you know what he's up to yes did you see, did you plead with him did you say look john give me a break i'm i'm burnt out i'm tired <laughs> i've i've been in la i've been the toast of the town i saw my Bengals lose can you just stop did you try to plead with him i was tr- Howard, I was trying for two days, two full yeah. days before, you know, when this first fucking came up, uh, I knew it was, you know, it was just useless to even stop. I was, I was really hoping the stewardess would be like, sit the fuck down. You know, you know, you're not doing this, but right. <laughs> no. So did you, then did I you just, attempt when boarding the plane to go over to the, um, to the, to the stewardess and say, ma'am, look, this guy's going to say I'm gay and that I, uh, that I'm his husband and all that I'm going to be his husband. Could you uh, please ignore him? Nothing. You just kind of accepted your fate and uh, I, sat down. yes, because because no one blit. He would have just made it into a scene or something. And I was just like, all right, you know what? I'm just gonna sit down. Whatever's gonna happen is gonna happen. Because <laughs> with knowing John, he would have said, "Listen, he's still in the closet. Uh, I'm <laughs> yes. out." And uh, you're yes. right, yeah, <laughs> right, John. You would have uh, put up. A, you would have made a scene. One hundred percent. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, Not yeah, a big scene. Right. I wouldn't wouldn't have gotten us kicked off the plane. I know my limitations, but yes. It had scene, to how long how long did it take you? Because most of us would be very very shy about going to the flight attendant telling her this cockamamie story. Did you? Did, how long does it take you to convince the flight attendant to uh, let you commandeer the the speaker? I mean, right away. The second I walked into the plane, JD was a few you know a few feet ahead of me, and I you know interacted with the two first class flight attendants and uh, in two seconds they were like oh my god yes let's do a talk to us a couple hours into the flight so right, right. away 
Yeah. Oh, so, no. so, so this is going to happen. It's not even going to happen right away. JD has to wait. To be- <laughs> oh, so yeah. do you go back? Do you do you go back to Kansas? <laughs> did you? Did, did you? You'll never love Kansas anymore, will you? Yeah. Can, Kansas brings back bad memories. So, so John, you know this is going to go down. Uh, do you tell JD they're letting me use the microphone? I'm going to propose, or do you just no. sit there? No. no, he does. No. So the JD was like playing Candy Crush and watching curling and rocking. And John, explain to me about your personality. You're not a bit nervous that you're going to go up and now do a gay proposal over the... Um, over you know, the- for sure there's some nerves because you want everyone on the plane to buy it. You don't want people to roll their eyes. You want people to right. cheer and really believe it. So yeah, for sure, the nerves were were, were there. He was, ner- he was nervous. He wasn't saying anything to me. Like the first flight, he was trying to, you know, pal around and say, you know, whatever to me and this, 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 as soon as you know when this flight started he's looking at his phone and just like you know doing god John, knows what did it come a time it. where you would sit there and say you know like try to hold jd's hand to make it more convincing absolutely or... yeah yeah and you know i would also use the nerves as i was a nervous guy propo- like planning to propose so those nerves kind of made it more believable and the photograph and you know just yeah, and I would rub it and put my hands through his hair. So, you, and so now you've left L.A., you're flying over Kansas. The the stewardess or flight attendant, whatever they like to be called, says to you, um, excuse me. You, she walks over to your chair and says, excuse me, and now is the time. Well, oh, no, she I, gets up. <laughs> yeah, I went back because they told me to see them in two hours, so I didn't want to be too pushy. So I went back, and they're, like, asking me to show me, like, show me where J.D. is, and I point to the seat they're like okay okay we have the balloons ready we have the confetti and they made a nice little card with two airline wings on them saying congratulations from the crew may you have a a wonderful loving happy marriage and they were so excited all of them they were like oh my god this is so beautiful and wonderful we've never been you know mid-air for a proposal i mean how wonderful is this that everyone you know you know even in this day and age where gay marriage is legal uh, to see, a, a, you know, a conservative airline, they don't know the sensibilities of everyone on the flight, for them to be progressive enough to embrace this proposal. Now, these uh, stewardesses described that they've never had a proposal on their plane before, so they're excited, and uh, it's irrelevant to them that it's a gay proposal, which I thought was very progressive of them, don't you think? Absolutely, 100%. And I think well, we make me, a good look at a handsome couple, J.D. and I. It's believable. Well, I'm looking at you, and I'm trying to decide, do they look like a typical gay couple? <laughs> <laughs> I am having such a hard time with my mouse. I want to play you the proposal, and I, uh, I, don't, I don't believe I can. <laughs> I oh, no. Mouse that work. I don't know what's going on. Oh, darn. Uh, Sorry, Blit. All this work for nothing. Sorry, Blit. <laughs> no, it'll, it'll, it'll work. It'll work. I'll find it. Oh, man. Oh, here it is. Okay. It went so tiny. I don't know if it'll work. But anyway, um, okay, so John gets up. They're over Kansas, and here it is. You recorded it. And it's not a bad recording, considering. Yeah, and I had two recordings. I had the lava on JD, and then I had my iPhone. So, oh, the, the flight, the, also the flight attendants are holding their phones. It's a whole, it's a whole, it's like a five camera shoot. <laughs> JD, what is going through your mind as he's proposing? I'm just like trying to ignore him. I just was just like, let me find something on the TV. Let me just see what's going on on the TV here. Uh, were, you, were you watching JD and were you, and, and were people looking at JD or were they all focused on you, John? Focused on me, but the the flight attendant was tapping JD, and he was like, "I know, I know, get yeah, away I know. from me." 
like, I know what's going on. I know that I know what he's no. doing. Was JD like trying during your proposal to tell everyone I'm not gay? I'm not. I'm, I'm married to a woman. No, I I can't. It's you're just like you're in you're, at that point. You're just, you're in the bit. You're, otherwise, you're, you're going to cause a whole other other problems if you fight back. It's just like you're just in it now, and it's just, you just got to deal with it. And that's what I. No, I, I know. At one point, sometimes it's a little hard to hear, but uh, John wants you to stand up in all of this. And, yeah, I wasn't. Uh, st- I wasn't going up there. I was just like, I gave him a thumbs up, and I said, "Get back here. Get, you know, get back to your fucking seat." And uh, that was basically. <laughs> all right, here he is. Here's John Blair proposing to JD on an airplane back from L.A. right over here. Ladies and gentlemen, please have your attention. We have a very Special announcement. JD, JD, I love you. Will you marry me, JD? Will you be my husband? I know, please? I know, I know. Sure, I, yeah, whatever, get out of here. JD, yes, go. All right, yes. Please come up here. No, no, I'm not. So, JD, so John is saying, I love you. Won't you please come up here? And uh, and you're like, no, no, no. And no. Then the crowd starts cheering you on. So now yes. you have to do something. Well, no, well, no that's I, I look over and everyone is just staring at me. Like, it's just everyone has turned their seats and looking at me. And I'm like, and I a, gave him thumbs up, and I just get uh, get back here, just get back here. I'm like, happy, happy, happy man. Is that yes? Is that yes? <laughs> yes. Just stand up, Sherman. Please. Alright, I love you. Yeah, you stand up, please. Please, thank you. I love you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. You stayed glued then, to that chair, or did you get up? I wasn't up, moving. I wasn't getting up there. Got up that. a little bit. You stood up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, because I wanted whole, to get it over with, and somehow. <laughs> and, the, and the whole airplane applauded for John and JD. Yeah. The new power. Thank power. you. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. Oh my Thanks. God. Thanks. I love you. You're fucking idiot. I love you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Oh. Right there. I love you. Thank you. Oh, I can give you my email. Thank you very much. I love you. Okay. Don't you champagne? No, I don't want champagne. I love you. Sweet. Thank you. Oh, what the fuck is this? Thank you very much. Get this fucking mic off me. Don't you want champagne? Do these people think that they saw uh, an actual well, that, you know acceptance an- of a proposal? Because <laughs> JD's yeah. terrible. That's another yeah. thing. Like I didn't. I felt bad that we were fooling these people. So I'm like, I'm. <laughs> I want to play along to some point, just to you know make them feel good. And then I got this asshole. <laughs> I mean, I mean, the stewardesses made balloons out of the yeah, rubber gloves. And confetti. They have to Did wear. they throw confetti all over? Oh, oh, they, oh my, Robin. <laughs> 
This woman, so he does a proposal. He sits his, sits his ass down. So he comes <laughs> back to town. A few minutes later, she comes up there, or, and he comes up. A few minutes later, she comes up, and she just throws shit all over me. And we still have, like, two hours on this flight. I'm like, what the fuck? Come on, man. Are you, are you Where did they get confetti me? from? What, they, made it, they made it from scratch. They tore up some, some paper napkins. And what, that wasn't my idea. That was their idea. Yeah. It was, right. that was a great right. idea. And then they gave So they walked models. over to JD and dumped a whole bunch of paper napkins yes. all over him? Yeah. So yeah. it was like Rick Taylor coming over. They had seltzer. They sprayed you. <laughs> so then, so they, and then they gave us Prosecco and, uh, and I, I, I wouldn't even drink it on the plane. Took it off. <laughs> oh, my no, that goodness. was a gift to me and your wife. That was a gift. Thank you. Yeah, you're Thank welcome. JD, um, I mean, going to the Super Bowl is a once in a lifetime experience. Was it worth it having to put up with Blit and all this uh, nonsense? <laughs> well, it would have been a lot more worth it. The Bengals had won, but, uh, right. after they lost, it was just, it was just. I mean, what what am I gonna do? I'm fucking dealing with a maniac. So I'm I'm, I'm gotta be I gotta be I, I really really want to know a truthful answer. What was more painful, the Bengals blowing a fourth quarter Super Bowl lead, or lying to all those hardworking flight attendants and passengers? <laughs> like, I mean, really, it's it's humiliating. Which is worse? I don't know. It is because it was tough walking out of that stadium, just seeing all these Bengals fans just like emotional and cry. That was a tough. That was a tough walk out of the stadium. Um, I, I would probably say that uh only because you know people were actually happy uh with, with this when you guys when you guys when you guys <laughs> land and you guys you know you're leaving the um the plane are people still congratulating you oh, and say, hey, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. there's a rabbi on the plane he was like mazel tov mazel tov congratulations oh, yeah. it was great <laughs> yep. jd yeah. is it weird for you as a heterosexual man to be seen as a gay man or or uh no it, it's not it's not that it's just you're part of a, a lie. <laughs> just a part of this big <laughs> prank. Like I'm not, I'm not big on pranking people. I'm not big, you know, uh, of that thing. Cause I don't right. like to be pranked. And, uh, there was a woman who stopped us on the way out and, and yes. she was like, okay, God, was that, what was that real or was that not? I'm like, no, I love this guy. I put my arm around. She's like, what really? What? What? I'm like, yeah. She's like, did someone lose a bet? I'm like, no, no, this is real. I'm in love with him. And <laughs> she left just not knowing what to believe. It was yeah, great. Were there any left. homophobes on the plane who said, look, I don't believe <laughs> you should be doing these. Uh, no, everyone did you was get very enough? supportive. And that be something a, an, shows you. A, another layer to the prank. You have an actor on the plane who is a homophobic kind of pastor who starts freaking out. No, Next time, we could do that on another no, level. No, not, you can do that with someone you else. You take it to me. another level. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the, well, would the girl, good. The girl, the maybe girl it would have been good if there was another, maybe another man on the plane who says, "I'm in love with him too, and I want to propose." And <laughs> yeah, then, uh, <laughs> yeah. Suppose JD had taken his other boyfriend on right. the trip too, and no. they were on the same plane. Well, you guys were lucky. It was a, a flight from L.A. to New York. Imagine if it was like uh, Texas to Georgia. I think that whole, <laughs> would have been a whole other flight. <laughs> yeah, they were well, don't safe you... L.A. to New York. Don't you boys appreciate God and his rules? <laughs> Blip might not have made it back to a seat. Yeah. Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah. J.D. There's another way you could go with this that, you know, you were planning to uh, propose and you get let everybody in on it. And then you and J.D. get into a horrible fight. Well, that almost yeah. happened. And then, <laughs> oh, yeah. But they would didn't you guys... carry through. Like, that would be great. Would you guys mind like doesn't happen taking a flight to let's say Iran and uh, <laughs> doing the same shtick 
Yeah, for sure. What happened? No, I'm sure you'd be on air Iran, whatever their airline. Yeah. Air Air Iran. <laughs> Isn't that something? Yeah. Well, that is a that is called taking it too far. <laughs> I was watching the video of it. I'm sure we'll post it, but uh, I wonder what those. Uh, you know, when is it going to get back to them that they were part of a hoax? Never. I don't care. Never. <laughs> JD. Um, I felt that because the camera was on JD mostly. You could see John up there, you know, but, uh-huh. but JD was like, uh, okay, okay. And then people are t- asking him to stand up and go up. Oh, front. she's like, like poking at me like, come on, come on, bud. And I'm like, yeah. no, I don't, no. This is- there's, there, there's also a shot of me, close up of yeah, me. He as made well. sure, he yeah. made sure to get made shot. Sure. Yep. Yeah. No. <laughs> anyway, what a trip. My Hell boys. Yeah, what a trip. I'm glad, J.D., you got to go to the Super Bowl. Sorry Thank your team you. didn't Thank win. Thank you, Howard. Yes, that was... You're welcome. Uh, Let me ask a, you something, Howard. If they yes. should ever make it back to the Super Bowl, is J.D. going again? I don't Not know. Not only will J.D., J.D. will go again. He will take John <laughs> Blitt with him. And, and, and John told me they're going to take a subway to the airport, and John will blow J.D. on the subway. <laughs> oh, my goodness. As a prank. And yeah. uh, right. see, see how it goes. To right. completion. <laughs> to completion. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to go all the way. Mm-hmm. All the way. Oh Gargling your cum <laughs> on, on, on the sixth train. <laughs> well, let me tell you, John, that was uh, that was some trip. Scott, go ahead in Indiana, who wants to say hello. Go ahead, Scott. Hey, guys. you got to do more of this, Howard. This is fucking hilarious. This has got to be <laughs> the most entertained I've been in a year. More of you guys on trips. It's the best thing i've heard in years well uh, let me tell you um these two guys are the new power couple we celebrate them <laughs> power couple this is the new comedy team and uh Ralph said they should never be allowed to come back they should be on the road all the time <laughs> great john's a professional prankster i mean he had his own tv show uh, like i said on um MT- mtv right john yeah and yeah. uh yep. and blit blit used to work for eric andre's show working on street pranks didn't you what what, what was your best eric andre prank you uh you oh know, man the, the best one was we we, we commandeered a, a a cafe and the the prank was he was he bashed through uh, a glass window <laughs> so i produced this whole thing and you know we removed the doors and put out uh, we had to use squibs and 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 uh plastic breakable glass and i'm um, I organized it by enlisting people over Craigslist for a like a um, a cupcake tasting. I wrote an ad. Do you love cupcakes? Do you want to make fifty dollars? Come to like the cupcake challenge. So all these people are eating cupcakes. I'm interviewing them. Like, what do you think? Oh, that tastes like vanilla. Oh, that tastes like chocolate. And next thing from out of nowhere, Eric bashes through this giant glass window into the restaurant on a bicycle. <laughs> people, people, fucking lost their shit. One. One guy fell off his chair. It was it was epic, and they and they tried to do it um, the year before, but they didn't have the right glass. So I was so proud of of that bit, and it's great working with Eric because he he comes and he gives like five hundred percent. So it's it was a, a pure joy, kind of you know working with him for those two weeks. It was it was. Did you say? Uh, Eric Andre once went to the sushi restaurant that you took JD to, and Eric walked out as soon as he saw how much it cost. Yeah, that's what the sushi chef told us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, we that's ate funny. every fish in the sea. It was an epic meal. It was it was such a joy dining wow. with 20. JD. It was very nice. It was very yeah. nice. 
thank you. Is it fun watching JD eat raw fish? I mean, must oh, be it is. It is great. The the sushi chef actually tried to teach JD to use chopsticks, and JD oh. was successful with the chopsticks, which was great. But then he returned to using a fork with his sashimi. Yeah, but I then mean, he it, used his fingers for the rest, yeah. which was well. Okay. You said it was okay to use yeah, your fingers okay. or a yep. fork, mm-hmm. but yeah, I can't for some reason I can't physically grasp the chopsticks in my hand. So hey, you're on Do you have video yeah. of him with the chopsticks and the Oh lesson? yeah. Oh, oh please. Oh, He's videotaping yeah. everything I do for Christ's sake. <laughs> you got you got video of JD uh, eating with chopsticks? Oh yeah, I've got video Multiple of places. chopsticks <laughs> eating eating gold, eating every fish. It was great. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Does JD get annoyed that you're filming him the entire time you guys are uh, eating? I yes. think he was, you know, he was loving life. He was loving every bite, every every minute. Oh, I, I did, yeah. every after every everything I ate, uh, it's either a camera on me or his phone, you know, in my we, face. What, we did, tell us, tell us what you like about this. Tell we us. did sushi <laughs> reviews with JD right in front of the sushi chef. I'm like, so you know, give give that review. What and he would describe it, and he would give it a nine, solid nines, which was nice. Yeah, what did I JD mean, was, eat? What was the most exotic thing JD ate? Oh God. I think it was the firefly squid that was very exotic. It was these tiny little squids. Like, so you're eating this creature, little tiny. And yeah, poor, like the poor little, squid, like they died. Squid, so yeah. JD could like gorge. Listen, yeah. I didn't, I didn't John Blit threw them up. He, he, it was a total <laughs> yeah. waste for, yeah. for the squid. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, squid going was going out. about its life, just enjoying life. And then, you know, just basically got eaten and thrown up and <laughs> getting ran over in downtown LA. <laughs> JD also loves scallop. He had scallops from Hokkaido, Japan. JD was very excited about the scallop. Scallops are good. <laughs> yeah, there was, he loves caviar. We had monkfish liver, which JD, I oh. think you said it tasted like Whoa. French toast. It was fantastic. It was, you know what was good? The baby French penguin toast. when I ate that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. Sophisticated JD. JD being turned on to life's greatest pleasures. Uh, <laughs> you want to see the- a picture? Of JD being offered the bottle of sake, you see that? Yeah, look at that. Oh, well, that's, wow! Oh, <laughs> yeah, very nice. Yeah, uh, JD, what's with your shirt? It's like, like I noticed you have that shirt in fifty different. It's like a flannel shirt, but it's you got a red one and a green one, and it seems to be the only thing you wear. <laughs> I have multiple shirts. It's just you know, I don't, I don't wear. I have a limited amount of like you know, uh, button down shirts that I wear. So I need to. I probably need to get more. I just don't like shopping so much. I'll take you shopping. Can no, we, we, I'm uh, not, we don't need to go shopping. <laughs> I, yeah. shopping please, please, please let me sure. take you no. shopping. Uh, my, my, husband, yeah. my husband's a bit under, overweight. Uh, please treat him uh, carefully. Say that for next quarter. <laughs> He's a little embarrassed. <laughs> uh, yeah, take J.D. on a shopping spree. What do you weigh now, J.D.? Because in that shirt, you look big. I mean, I, I, I'm probably more closer to 220 right now. I have to, I don't, I have more closer than to 220, you say? I mean, yeah, I, 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 I stay around, you know, uh, uh, 210, 220. So I'm, I'm usually in that range, <laughs> depending on, you know, what I eat. During the break, we were discussing who the heaviest staffer is now. JD immediately said John Hine, but I think it's JD. Oh, I mean, I John Hine's taller. And John Hine th- is taller. So, uh, listen, if we're going by weight, uh, yeah, probably, but, you know. I mean, I mean, I, 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 I did eat, I, I ate fried koala bear when I was at the 23-course <laughs> dinner. That puts a lot of calories on. <laughs> listen, it used to be Benji, but Benji, I think, is, you know, he's below 200, I think, now. He's, uh, he's very You know what your problem is? You see, you do have, you have the ability to eat 
healthy and sophisticated foods. But then you just keep going to the fast food over and over again. No, I, you know? I whenever whenever it's left to my own devices, I will go with uh, not the most healthiest choices. You also need to exercise. This is yes, like you I, know that kind of makes me nervous that you I haven't walked get, in four months. I need to get back months. into that. Yes, yeah, you got to um, do that. But I uh, take a walk every day, JD. I listen. I I was doing that, and then I stopped. I was dealing with other things, but you know, I'm I do need to get back into that. I need I need to find a routine again. And uh, hopefully, what were you dealing will, with that, that you couldn't go for soon. a walk? Uh, just stop. It's. I mean, thanks. come on. You've got a few minutes know, to go for it's, a walk. It's just an excuse. It's an excuse. But uh, he, he had a penis reduction surgery. He's not telling anyone that <laughs> no, he was, right. and he couldn't. Exercise. Did you tell the Did you tell the people on the hike when you took him hiking <laughs> that he had a penis reduction? Yes, that, <laughs> that was the surgery. Like, <laughs> next time, next time, I'm going to tell when you go shopping. I'm like, you need to get a new pants because oh, okay. his his dick is much bigger now. Do you want to see it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. all right thank you are you allowed to have sex in a in a like a changing room we're not doing that store? blitz stop we could, it we could fake it no you're not coming allowed no, you're not coming in a changing you're not room. coming into a changing room with me why not because <laughs> i don't want you in a changing room. i don't want to go shopping with you right now so you know it's a, a prank i've always wanted to do is i want to hire like a kid actor it's a prank called that man touched me so oh, yeah, right. no that's not walking in a supermarket and hire like a you know 12 year old actor to point to him that man touched me that man touched oh me. no no I'll get arrested. That's a little too far. That's yeah, a little come on, Good. You got a workshop, so I know the you know the limits. But you reported that in L.A., JD had Chick Fil A for breakfast, and that's not good. That's bad. But it was listen. But it was uh, it was the only place open in that area. It was that or a bagel shop, and I'm not in the bagels, so. Yeah, um, he was that, starving himself. I was like, JD, I'll order you anything. He's like, no, 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 I'm not hungry. I'm not hungry. And I could just see him kind of chewing at his cud or so, he was eating something. Or And then finally he was like, okay, John, just order me, order me Chick-fil-A. And I ordered it for him because, you know, he wow. don't want to be. With angry. fries? Hash hater browns. tots, hater tots. Hash browns. Oh, he had, he hash, had browns. hash browns and a yes. what? A chicken sandwich for breakfast? No, it was a sausage, yeah, sausage cheese, and bacon, and, and lard. Mm. Um, deep lard? Fried Shut sandwich. up. It wasn't lard. <laughs> and not bacon. Oh, lard. No bacon? Sausage. Sausage, and, sausage egg, egg, and cheese. And a, cheese. Yeah. <laughs> and, a, and a milkshake. No, I have a milkshake. No, no milkshake. <laughs> I'm kidding. But it was not a bun like, or a biscuit or something. Like, English acts like he has no English control muffin. over his life. You know what I mean? <laughs> I know. <laughs> no, I, uh, I'm, well, I just, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I can't think of the word now, but it's, yeah. Well, most of the patients on 600 pound life always say they're too busy to diet or exercise. And that's JD. He goes, ah, something came up and I couldn't get into it. Well, listen, something. It, it, for me, I got out of a routine. And once I'm out of a routine, it's very easy to not get back into it. And I just need to, uh, be more, um, I can't think of the word. Uh, be, be more. It's not mindful. Be more mindful, and uh, you know, actually get back into routine and to do something. So, Jason, what are you weighing now? How much have you lost? Uh, last weighing was two twenty four, so that's uh, about eighty pounds. Um, mm, wow. with less than eighty pounds, and that's what I was gonna say, JD man. You you got to get control of yourself, man. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> what are you I'm doing? <laughs> yeah, I'm not out of control. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, boys. Well, anyway, thank you for sharing this wonderful trip, JD. Oh, uh, yeah. Sorry yeah. about your team, but okay, okay, there you go. It feels like we were with you the whole time. We oh, were on the trip too. Thanks to Villette. Thank you, Villette. Thank you for the opportunity. It was it was such a great uh, once in a lifetime trip. It was awesome. So, <laughs> and thank the, you. And the fans have spoken. Uh, Greg, go ahead in New York. I'll pull out some of the uh, fan mail we got about you guys. Let Greg hey, talk. Uh, it, yeah. Hey now, Howard. Uh, I have hey two now. things. I'm a huge. I'm a huge JD fan. Who did? Hey now. Um, <laughs> you know, I think about the movie Dinner with Schmucks. If he was the schmuck at the dinner, <laughs> uh, that's a great movie. And then the other thing, uh, at the beginning of your show, you talked about John Favreau. Have you ever seen the movie PCU with him and uh, David Spade? Nope, haven't seen it. Oh, it's hilarious! You gotta, you gotta watch that. I, I'm right. sure. Well, I'll knows check all it out. It. So, Thank I've you. Seen it. I've seen it. It's funny. Um, by the way, <laughs> uh, a lot of people. Spoken. It's funny. <laughs> not only was JD and uh, John Blit the talk of the town on our last week's show, but also Benji was uh, <laughs> uh, spoken about a lot. We have even talked about Benji with the cum hat. Yeah. Uh, Benji is next in line to receive Richard's hat to ejaculate on, as you know. We were concerned, as we always are, that Benji's going to fuck the whole bit up. He uh, always does shtick. Um, John, you would know this. Is Benji for real, or do you think he's um, acting most of the time? I want your honest answer. All bullshit mm. aside, because I can't figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> so the times that I've spent with Benji, he's very grounded. He's he's interesting. He's a thoughtful, um, caring guy. You know, I think. Like, why is he so how, difficult? Like, why? Like, why do you give him a cum hat, and then it becomes like I, I, I'm going to take it somewhere, and I'm going to, you know, and you know what I mean? It's like I think I'll he's meet trying you in to the be park. You know, he's trying to be like, off at his house. Yeah, yeah. he's going to be a character. You know, I, all I want him to do is come on the hat, and it always turns into something. <laughs> um, you know what I mean? Is it? He he's a. What is he? What I describe what he is? I don't understand. He's what, a bit of a maniac. But no. he's a wonderful And that's maniac. coming from a maniac. Yeah. No. <laughs> is Benji... Blit, are you like Benji if he applied himself? In other words, you're the successful Benji in a sense. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. They have very similar mindsets. I will give you that. They love bits. They, both of them love bits. So Benji, this is from the fans. Benji will inevitably fuck it all up with the hat. I can't wait. As you know, we're coming on Richard's uh, Kansas City hat because uh, uh, JD and Richard had a bet. And in that particular uh, matchup, uh, JD came out triumphant with his Bengals and they beat the Kansas City Chiefs. And therefore, uh, we uh, ended up with uh, Richard's hat, his, Kansas, his beloved Kansas City Chiefs hat that he went to. <laughs> His parents, he went with his parents to games and it was given to him. And he's had it for 20-something years. And now Sal had it for a week. He came all over the hat. So much so that it went up uh, from, geez, I, I got the stat here somewhere. I'll get 3. it. 3.5 to 3.8. There it is. 3.5 to 3.8. So that's Some things a huge, you don't forget, Howard. <laughs> well, Robin's shocked by that. And that's a heavy, heavy load that he did. So when Benji got the hat, the hat it weighed 3.8. Uh, Benji will inevitably fuck it all up with the hat. I can't wait to hear Howard blow him up. Come on, Benji. Do what you do. Howard, no way Benji doesn't ruin the bed. He's going to mess us up so hard. 
You guys are so right to worry about Benji. Benji is going to overcomplicate this whole thing and ruin it for good. <laughs> Let Benji go and jizz on the hat at the chicken coop with Jason and Will. Don't leave it alone in his apartment. He'll annihilate the whole bit that you guys put so much work into. As a matter of fact, the wrap-up show polled the audience and asked if Benji will intentionally mess up the bit. Out of those who voted, 88% of them said he will intentionally mess up the bit. 12% of them said he will not. Uh, one no listener had this out there for you, Benji. <laughs> uh, one listener had a funny thought about the cum hat. I have this visual of Blit pulling wheelies as he's driving with the cum hat in his car. <laughs> Thanks to Sal, the weight of the cum hat causes an imbalance between the front and the back of the vehicle. Okay, there you go. So, uh, what was it? Uh, Blit, you're the man. I mean, suddenly you're involved in every bit. Uh, I mean, you came out of nowhere. You're on fire. Uh, you d you volunteered to be the driver. When did you get the hat? Right after you got off the plane from uh, L.A.? Yeah, I got the hat, you know, got it, took a car service over to Sal's and picked up the hat from Sal. And then I met with Benji. What was that like? Was it weird when you met Sal? Um, what was the hat delivered in? What did you carry? It in? <laughs> well, his um, what's his name? I'm blanking on his name because I'm nervous right now. Um, the 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 the, the um, what the fuck is his name? His boyfriend. But, oh, Larry uh, Caputo? Larry oh, Caputo Richard. was there. Oh, Larry no, Caputo. Oh, Larry okay, Caputo good. was there. I asked him if he wanted to come on the hat. He didn't He didn't want to. Oh, so, what a shame. Yep. <laughs> pick, pick, picked up the hat and then um, on What Saturday, was the hat in? In a paper, disgusting paper bag. I, I didn't want to look at it. It's kind of like the Raiders of the Lost Ark movie where you look at the Ark and you could potentially melt. But uh, <laughs> yeah. So then I, I biked it over to Benji on Saturday. I, I biked it across the Brooklyn Bridge, and we met in Washington Square Park. Benji put it in a, like a hazmat bag, and then he ran away, and I had to just stop him just to say goodbye. So in other words, Benji and you meet, and Benji weirdly like can't wait to get home. Like he's got a full load ready to blast, and he, um, he couldn't wait to get home away. with the hat. Uh, he was very excited. And then we hung out for for a little bit. We had, we had oh, lunch. you're kidding! Mm -hmm. what, I yeah. thought he ran we had away. Lunch. I stopped him. I was screaming at him. He took off. I'm like, Benji, Benji, wait, relax. And we had a, a little lunch together. Benji, why did you run away so fast? I uh, I just thought we were supposed to be pretty discreet with this. I didn't want to get arrested. Oh, with a hat and a bag. I I, I wanted to be careful with it. So you you were you nervous going to lunch with the with the hat because uh you know something could have gone wrong. Well, it, it's fun. It's so funny that John said uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. I I had the exact same thought. I even like uh, was telling some people about this because you don't. I didn't think it was like a big deal the hat, but then I opened the bag and looked at it, and it, it's all of a sudden it has this like, mystique about it. And it's so right. else. It really in is. That, like, in that disgusting bag, uh, in it, like this paper bag. It was just this hat was just abused and just destroyed. It, it's so weird because you see, you know, I've seen stains in my life, but you normally don't know what the stains are. Just like, oh, that's, that has, needs to be washed. But you see these, like, it looks like dried glue stains. Uh, and you oh. know it's Sal. And it, no, it is disgusting, <laughs> but there's a mystique about it. That it has like a power. <laughs> the, the hat has a presence, is what you're saying, it right? It really does. It's like one of those things when people say for the first time when I saw this thing I've heard about all my life, and then you see it. It's like magical. So let me understand something. 
John shows up on his bicycle with the hat. The hat's in a paper bag. John, when Sal hands you a paper bag, is that the same bag that said Sal's work on it? <laughs> yeah, the, the, the same bag. Yep. The right. exact same bag. In other words, and you don't put it in it. You just left it in the bag. Yeah. Sal's work bag. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so when you bike with it, what do you do? Do you put it in a backpack? Because riding a bicycle, I would think. Is it in that little basket on the front? Yeah, it was in the little basket on the front. Is that true? Is that that really? Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I video, like we crossed the Brooklyn Bridge. I respected the hat. You have a bicycle. You have a bicycle with a basket in the front? No, it was a city bike. It was a city bike. Oh, I see. Okay, gotcha. All right. All right. So, uh. Uh, you get to see, and you see Benji. Is it weird seeing Benji in person? Because it's been it, a always while, at right? first. Yes, it's it's weird <laughs> seeing him at first. Always. Yeah, why is it weird? Because he's Benji, you know. And it's like you know, before in the I, wild too. <laughs> in the wild, in the wild, Benji in the wild. And uh, I've seen Benji like outside of work, and it's weird. <laughs> yeah, you said that was it unnerved you. <laughs> yeah, like I usually can talk to people. Yeah, and uh, it's weird. It's like I. Like I see him and he's on his bicycle and I'm just walking around or I'm I'm going into my apartment building and he'll randomly drive by and it's like it's like seeing the Random. the wicked witch of the West or something, <laughs> you know, like 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 she's on the you know and you see Benji and he's he's all sweaty and he's on the bike and it's like, Oh my god, that's Benji. It's like seeing he's a real. cartoon character. Yeah, he's real he and he's like having a deep. life. Can't look too deeply into his eyes because there's a, a lot going on in there. Can make it's what do you like mean? Contact. Uncaged animal, you know, like if you. <laughs> it's all right when the tiger's behind the bars, <laughs> but when you see him outside of the bars, it's a whole different thing. So you hand him the bag, and he says, uh, "Hey, hey, man, I, I'm gonna go bye. And then, boom, he just takes off. Yeah, he just took bag. off. He didn't even yeah, say, "Man, I gotta go." He just, you know, put the 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 hat in another bag and just took off and that, bolted. That's odd, and Benji. That's you don't say hello. I think I said hi. Yeah, he was then, silent. He was silent. Well, I, I, we, oh, yeah. right, right. Because we weren't supposed to talk during the during the pass off. I don't know about and, that. Is that and, right? And, uh, I lifted no. my glasses so he could see it was me, and I had him yeah. pull down his mask so I could see it was him. And then uh, I made sure we opened the bag so I could see it was the hat was in it. And then I did. I have a stick um, that to transfer the bag, to, and I transferred it into into the safe box. Uh, you have a box. Where's the hat right now? Oh, there's the box. Okay, there it is. Okay. Wow, that's like a wooden box. I know where that box. I think I know where that box came from. That's good. I don't blame you. That's that's safe. You're being safe. Yeah. And you get so you guys take the hat and the box, and you go to lunch. Yeah. 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 It's a quaint little hotel lobby in the village. It's like my favorite. I love that. I think I told you about that place. Uh, Did no, you know we, about it? I knew about it. It's you know, my what is the place? place? Hotel Marlton. It's like yeah, the Marlton it's Hotel. Like the best spot in the city. It's so a woman cool. gave Benji her number there. What? While you were with him? The other, <laughs> another, another, time another time we were yeah. there together. Oh, another time. Yeah. Wow. What happened to her, Benji? What? what, what? Oh, she died. Uh, That's right. <laughs> mysteriously. <laughs> no, I just, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Did yeah. you ever call her? I did, but... I couldn't, I remember she was kind of cute. She was sitting behind. She said that she, John and I, John, we were talking, we, we were working on a work thing. And then we started talking about, he started asking me about dating. And I started talking about like uh, being on dating apps. 
And she said that she really liked the way I talked about dating. Um, and uh, So why could, wouldn't she go out with her? I remembered she was cute. Right. But I asked her if she would send me her photo. Like Over when we text. Talked on the, on the yeah. phone. I just like, I, I can't, you know, it's like, and she didn't want to send the photo. I don't know. I, I'll probably meet up with her sometime. She was real sweet. <laughs> he texted Dude. her like they were texting back and forth. And then he was like, hey, could you just send me a picture? She was like, let's get together. Let's have a drink. And then can you send me your picture? It was so great. I thought John was going to think that I, I, first of all, I was thinking that he set it up because this girl comes, just comes up. And I was like thinking he's got the guy set it up, but yeah. All right. So you guys have lunch, anything eventful at the lunch, John, or was Benji normal? Benji was normal, but I think Benji is interested or we were discussing his interest in trying mushrooms (laughs) while being supervised. And I think that would be the most spectacular thing <laughs> benji on a full dose of mushrooms oh full dose a full oh, dose God. not even oh, microdose God. not microdose full don't dose do it, supervised. well i said i would under a doctor it sounds like an interesting yeah uh, dr blitz in the house i mean there he is. <laughs> oh that's right he has a he does have an md he told me yeah, i do. Sure he does. <laughs> pull it right out of that box you got the hat in so um so so all right you guys have lunch nothing eventful really except for mushrooms <laughs> Benji goes and and did you discuss with Benji what he was going to do to the hat when he got home or it was no discussion? No, there was discussion. There was discussion. He said he would masturbate once in the morning and then the second time on the hat live during the show and he wasn't sure how many times he would masturbate between the time I gave the, him the hat to right now. So that What I day know. did he get the hat? When was this transfer of the Ooh, hat? Saturday. Saturday. So right. did, what well, happened Friday, when you went home? No, Saturday. Saturday. When you got home, Benji, what did you do with the hat? I, well, so actually I haven't, I've, I've, (laughs) I checked it a couple times because I kept being scared that it it would like, it was missing. And like, I literally, I would fall asleep and I'm like, oh fuck, do I still have the hat? And, uh, I haven't, I've kept it in the box and I, I haven't done, I haven't had done anything. You you haven't come on, you you didn't come on it? No, I thought (laughs) it was supposed to the show. No, who said that? I, do what I, Sal I, I, did. You, you come on it and you take a picture and you weigh it. I thought he did that during the show, but he did both. No, he, well, he did. So do he you want to wait a couple of times during the show, but not the whole time? Yeah. yeah, I mean, I didn't tell him what to do. He did his own thing. Well, here we go again. I mean, Benji's <laughs> hasn't come, come on, on the it whenever you want me to. I'm no, I mean, I want to end the show now. But why don't you okay. just you know do your own thing, figure it out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what, why is it always so complicated with Benji? I don't. Are you gonna understand. watch porn, Benji, or are you gonna just try to use your mind? What was that? <laughs> is he gonna is he gonna use porn, or is he just gonna <laughs> use his mind, like thinking stuff? Are you gonna use your mind, Benji? What's left of <laughs> it? Or are you try gonna... to use your mind? Is what yeah. Benji? I mean, what uh, JD said. I don't know, like, because, like, right now, I was thinking that I was gonna have to come right now, and it, and. It, and when you have to come on demand, it starts to get, like, tough. I I, I don't know. I'll probably try. Here's what I say. And, and my audience knows how I feel about Benji. I like the guy, but he's a fucking nightmare. <laughs> I, I predict Benji will never come on the hat. That's what well, I'm predicting. I will come whenever you want me to. I don't, but we, we, you we, had you the hat already. Yeah, you should have been three days into this experiment. What is it? What are you doing? It's almost time for you to, to, to hand over the hat to the next guys. Could have spent your President's Day jerking off all of. Yeah, you had a whole President's Day. <laughs> yeah, there was a day to celebrate. 
<laughs> dedicated to Washington. Here's a song. We'll have a party in your discovered hat. Passing it around. Of course. Taking out our cocks and stroking up and down. Wow. Blowing chunking loads on Richard's favorite hat. Oh. All the guys will take a turn and make a sticky splash. Except for Gary, he thinks he's too good to drop a load on your jizz covered hat. I'm tapping it off. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my God. God, jizz covered hat, yeah. All right. Uh, Benji, I've run out of time. So, I mean, you do what you want with the hat, and we'll find out tomorrow if you did anything to the hat. You could have already gotten the, the – you could have weighed 17 pounds already if you had done your thing. So you want me to come on it right now? You, you got the, – that, that was the whole idea. All right. I thought – okay. I thought I was supposed to wait for the show to come on it. But how come I'll you come never know what – how come sound knows what to do? He's not looking for any opportunity to come. <laughs> Benji's waiting for the the equinox. The vernal equinox. Yeah. The vernal equinox. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> then he'll come on it. All right. Finally, let's say hello to High Pitch Eric. What is it, Eric? Oh. Should, should hey, I? How are you? I'm fine. Listen, if Benji wants to come on the hat, but he doesn't want to do it at his house, he could come to my house and do it. There you go. You guys could do a circle you jerk have right an on invitation. that. Yeah. Isn't that nice of uh, Eric? Uh, <laughs> I don't know, Eric. Benji just makes coming even complicated. You know what I mean? It's it's <laughs> always complex. Do you, why can he do? Why can he step up to the plate and just do it? Do you want yeah. me to go? Like Howard, I know you're close to ending the show. You want me to go to the bathroom if it works no. for? It? Okay, I'm going to throw up. I'm throwing up just thinking about you masturbating on a hat. <laughs> Wait. He's, Okay. I, I, I there's something about you with the hat. I don't know. I, I don't mean. Who do to, you prefer to see jerk off? I don't want. Just do whatever you have to do. I I, I got to get out of here. I got enough of my life going on. I got to, <laughs> to, 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 to educate him them. on how yeah. to do this. Yeah. Could I do it on Eric, the table? Like Eric has an eighty IQ, the lowest IQ of any human being, and he knows what to do <laughs> with the hat. That's all I'm saying. All right, uh, another Eric. Eric from Montreal, you have the last word. Go ahead. Hey, guys, how you doing? Hey, listen, uh, great radio. I love J.D. J.D.'s awesome. I, every time he's on the air, I, I absolutely love it. Uh, I have two questions. First of all, J.D., what does your wife think of this big uh, L.A. escapade? Was she, like, a little freaked out that you were partying all that time? And secondly, what does an $1,800 dinner that John gave, gave you, you know, what do you have to put out for that? I didn't hear the second part, but uh, hey, it's wife. a silly question. I mean, he, <laughs> the, 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 I don't, I don't. Who cares? All right, thanks, Eric. <laughs> well, my wife is very supportive. Thank you. Yeah, his wife's supportive, and no, he didn't have to. You, you uh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Bobo when you need a question? <laughs> All right, finally, Jeff. We'll end with you. Jeff's from Canada. Oh, hello, hello. Hi right there. Um, one thing, uh, Blitz, awesome. I don't know where he's been, but uh, man, he should be on the show more often. Funny, that's what I man. said the other day to uh, the, the 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 people at Sirius. I go, "Where's this guy been?" And then all of a sudden, he's here. So here you go. <laughs> it's funny. One other thing, a uh, great cover tune is uh, Gary Clark Jr. Uh, yeah, uh, come together. I agree. That is a good one. That's a good one. All right, gang. I think it's enough show. Benji, do what you want with the hat. It's your it's your call. Be creative. 
And uh, he still <laughs> looks confused. When, I know. You want me to I, pick I, he's like, I don't Benji. know what to do. I don't. What, <laughs> I know. I, what do you want I, me to Robin. do? I don't know. I don't, he's like I, I, I'm, I'm rubbing myself right now. Oh. I'm trying to. I, I mean, come on, come on, come on, come on. <laughs> I have a little class. Robin's here. Wrong with you. <laughs> What's the deadline? When should I pick it up from Benji? How about right now? You know, <laughs> just get it out of there. Poor hat. I feel bad for the hat. <laughs> he had all weekend to 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 really run up a a, a, a you know. Three days. We could have done it. You know, this is a man who said he could come ten times in a day. So far, nothing has hit the hat. Nothing. <laughs> I I could come up to ten times a day. Oh, okay, Benji, we're going to give you the hat. That's right. And you'll see, you'll see, you'll see. And okay, Benji, you got the hat. Gets the hat. What happened? I I, I told you. Nothing. Oh, I I didn't know you wanted me to come on the hat. <laughs> I thought today I'm supposed to come on. The, I, but what? Why do you think we got it out to you? That's how, that's how, wasn't Sal, didn't, I thought it was all supposed to be done on the air. The no. Jerking off. No. Who Sal said, who said jerked that? Jerked up on that head like seven, eight times. You know, Howard, I'm, I'm at home with my wife and kids. I'm trying to hide this from them. <laughs> it's very stressful, yet I still manage to do it, to bang it out every day. This guy lives Wait, but didn't you do it on the air? You started on the air. No, you should be. No, he didn't. come was on the air. You might want to wake break. up for the show That's and hear it. Commercial break during the yeah. show. Yes, but I also so did it So what did you do air. during I... the commercial break? Yeah, Benji. But we had it, and I'm happy. Go to a spot uh, right now. I'll jerk off. Oh, my God. I, I, I want to leave about now. The frames. I'll jerk off to him. Just call Benji Sal. Did. He'll tell you what yeah. to do. Sal's yeah. in charge of the hat. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Don't but you didn't me. jerk off every time on the air, Sal. Nothing like that happened, right? Right. 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 Sometimes you would jerk off and then weigh it and take a picture of it. Yes. And, and over the weekend, I did it. I did it Thursday evening, Friday. And as soon as I did it, I immediately sent Jason a picture. I immediately weighed it. You know, Benji I has a look on his face now, like, like, like he's. I don't know what he's talking about. I can't follow him. <laughs> yeah. Like he's I'm like good. his head is spinning. Like, like Benji, why don't you call Sal? He'll guide you through it. All right, Sal, Sal will talk you through it. Yes, I mean, oh what's God. going on? Jerk off on the hat, take a fucking picture, send it to Jason. What's so difficult about? Do you this? think the hat is too good for you? For your no, load? no, okay. no, no, no. I thought it was a special moment the first time you jerk off the hat. I. I will do. I all will right, jerk all off right, all right, all right. you want me and, to. And, 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 and you and have to scale, right? And now it's whenever you want me to. It keeps being whenever you want me to, not you doing your job. The I'm not. I'm not like do. I'm not always in charge. You know what I mean? I don't want to be the guy who goes, "Okay, Benji, jerk off on the hat." You know, it's kind of embarrassing. Yeah, what are you to supposed me. to text you at three <laughs> fifteen and say, "Now, Benji"? Yeah, 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 I'm sort of like, I'm sort of like hoping at this age I'd mature and I wouldn't be like, "Okay, Benji, time for you to jerk off now." I mean, you know, I'm trying to. <laughs> Trying to act like I'm sort of above it in a way, you know. <laughs> you have a staff for that now, right? Be pro, be proactive, Benji. Come on, let's go. God, he's all I red. Tell, like his eyes, he's all he's all wide eyed, and he's like, I, I don't, I can't, I don't know, still don't know what to do with the head. You don't want to take a break from when you're working with your mom to like call me to tell yeah. me that. right? Yeah, <laughs> Benji's waiting for a call from me. Supervisor's jerking off. Benji, did you jerk off at all this weekend, like in the toilet or in tissues? No, I jerked off. Not I don't jerk off in the toilet. Oh, well, so you did you, you jerk waste... off at all? Yes. So you, you did wasted jerk a load. Oh. <laughs> They're like, why if you were jerking? Okay, oh my I don't god! Get it. Oh god! I want to see what I mean, Sal. 
He told me that he, he wanted to jerk off once in the morning and then a second time during the show because he didn't want to go come too fast, which didn't really make sense to me. I actually didn't yeah. jerk off this morning. I, I changed my mind about that. Why would All you right, waste uh, the load? What the heck? I can't understand. I can't put this together. You're, you're you? ruining my masterpiece, Benji. You're pissing me off. Oh, sad. No, I mean we work. We're working real hard at this, and now you're just turning it into a joke. And you're, you're I'm not. It's not. I'm doing it out of respect. I was waiting till the proper moment. And the, oh, and the who said to you, it. "There's a who said there's a proper moment." In fact, Blick gets off the plane from L.A., comes biking over to your place. I mean, there was an urgency involved. Jesus. I mean, if it was me, I would have jerked off on the hat fifty times already. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Richard's hat is on the phone. Hold on. <laughs> How you doing? What's up? Oh, God. This is worse than being with Sal, and he hasn't even jerked off on me yet. <laughs> right. I'm saying, I, I hear what I'm saying is, but Blit, get over here on your fucking bike and take me to someone else's home to come on me, please. He's All right. Fucking drink the hat- bean juice and stares at me. The, the, the hat wants out. The hat wants out. Yes. That is, the hat wants out. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you. How I hear long you. Is the, the, the hat supposed to be at Benji's house. Well, it was a few days, but now I think it's going to be a couple of months until he actually has <laughs> sex with it. <laughs> well, Benji, you never disappoint me. Somehow, somehow you fucked up jerking off. But uh, I, I, Sal, I like that he jerked off and didn't come on the hat. Yeah, right. I can't believe that. Just got I mean, rid that's of that. crazy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good for you, Benj. Uh, boys, thank you very much uh, for the excellent report. Robin, I didn't get to half of the things I wanted to get to. We'll get to them tomorrow. Yeah, there's another show. Am I I supposed to... Stop it. God help it. All right. What? What? Am I supposed to jerk off on the hat now? What did I say? I said, figure it out. When when you... you I said, figure it out. Figure it out when it's right for you. You let me know when you you jerk off. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. This can't be real. It can't be real. He's worse than Blit, because he'll never drop it. Well, Blit knows. I don't think Benji's joking. Howard, how could you not know what to do in this instance? I don't know. (laughs) Uh, I do want to mention on tomorrow's show, aside from finding out whether or not Benji jerked off on the hat, A very talented man, Mr. Ben Stiller, will be dropping by to talk. um, He's promoting a very, very interesting show I think you should watch. I'm two episodes in. You got to go on uh, Apple Plus. It's um, it's, it's this, what's the name? It's uh, Severance. Severance, that's it. They do this weird thing to people at work, which I'm looking into. I wish they would do this to me. When I get to work, is it work, really possible? That's the question. They give you an operation, and when you get to work, you forget your whole personal life. You only concentrate yeah. on work, and then when you leave work, you can't remember where you know what you did at work. Right. And I'm I'm all about that. I I love it. <laughs> and, I, I, and I'll tell you, uh, Ben Stiller isn't in it. He directed uh, the first two episodes, and I think he directs the last two episodes. But uh, it's on Apple TV, and I started watching, and I went, "Oh shit." I hate being told what I have to watch because somebody's coming in, and now I'm totally sucked into it. I fucking right. Love I, it. I'm like, I, I don't even know where this is going, but I'm, I'm like totally into figuring out 
everything that's going on. Like, what is that company really up to? Well, first 10 minutes, I was like, I'm calling Ben and telling him never to come in here again. Because, <laughs> I, 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 you know, I was like, I was pissed. You know, I didn't. It, right. it, it takes you a while to get to. And now I'm like, oh, my God, I got to talk to him about this. So he did a great job. And um, it's a, it's really good. Severance. So many good shows on these streams. I know services. it's hard to actually keep track of all the good stuff that's on TV. I know people ask me for recommendations. I go, I can't even remember. Um, you know, Boba Fett. I'm watching. It's good, and uh, we're watching the Mandalorian. You know what? What I've learned about George Lucas is that he creates things that you want to know more about. He just don't doesn't know how to write the stories. I gotta tell so you, he got I that want... one movie out with all those great characters and and all the great robots and all that stuff, but the rest of it he he just couldn't write about these well, people you, in a way that people were compelled by. I have no interest in the world of Star Wars, and I'm loving that uh, Boba Fett. But I, you do, you, you just don't know it because now other people have just you know figured out these characters to flesh out. Well, not other people. John Favreau has figured it out. Well, I don't He's know good. who writes The Mandalorian. John you know, Favreau. I love that. He does? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Told you. Oh the goodness. guy's a genius. That's amazing. He, does, I he doesn't look like a, he doesn't look like a genius. He, no, he we were is, talking though. about the fact that maybe we put some glasses on him. And a beard. <laughs> and he'll be a genius. All right, look. He'll look we like got to go. Talk to Ben Stiller tomorrow. We'll find out if Benji came on the hand. We got a lot to get to. And, uh, you know, we'll get to it all tomorrow. That's it. Bye. Coming Wednesday. Oh, my. Howard catches up with an old friend. Oh, yeah, you can milk anything with nipples. As we welcome writer, actor, director, and comedy royalty, Ben Stiller. I had dinner Saturday night with Ben Stiller. You actually got together. He went and picked up the tab, this guy. Because nobody ever picks up a tab around him. Nobody. I'm telling you, I, was, I almost went into cardiac arrest. They almost had to revive me right at the table. <laughs> Only on The Howard Stern Show.